Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week in league, exclusive. Manly will 100% lose their coach no later than the end of 2015. We look forward to State of Origin in Dubai, Beverly Hills and every other place where rich cunts congregate because no one else can afford tickets. Introducing the undisputed, undefeated champion, Twill Karma. Louis Fergie Ferg doesn't mean shit, it hasn't missed a target yet. And we preview all of the action for round five of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 182 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Let's hit some of the uh, feedback for the week. Unless you have some stories you'd like to lead off with. You don't want to lead off with that fucking Uncle Chester Andos 20 story though, do you? <laughs> From training the other night. <laughs> no, I def- definitely do not yeah. want to lead with an Uncle Touchy story, no. Yeah, okay, cool. We'll just let that one fly. Um, <laughs> on Twitter... My Saguna 85. Oh, he says my Saguna. I mean, like, you know, he's your Saguna, if anything. It's my Saguna, is he? <laughs> Glenn's Saguna. <laughs> if, I, if only I had known what a fucking pest this bloke was, I wouldn't have started going, Saguna. I'm never telling people to get on Twitter ever again. Because, my God, the, the pestilence, the wave of pestilence <laughs> that has hit our timeline. <laughs> it's extraordinary. Glenn, I applaud you. Uh, on your tira- tirade rant in last week's episode, you may be a cunt to me. He's the re- this tweet's hard to read because he's written it like Prince. It's like you yeah. letter U may letter B a cunt to number two me. You're not Prince Saguna. Fuck's sake. <laughs> you may be a cunt to me, but I must admit I enjoy listening to you speak. Well, there's one thing we've got in common. <laughs> I also like listening to myself speak. <laughs> Only guys like me like. <laughs> Wait, I'm a guy like me. Niles1991, one of the Mitchai. Might be controversial, but the Knights are 4-0 and because they're pulling a Penrith with the soft draw so far. I was waiting for you to bring it up. Look, it's kind of like an in-joke about the Penrith thing, but, you know, now if we... No, wanna... I just think you if the team's going well and it's not Manly, if it's Manly, they're the greatest heroes in the history of rugby league. If it's any other team, they've got a soft draw. It's no, fun. no, no, no. I, did, I didn't say yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say about anyone last year except for Penrith. And why was that? Because the teams they played ultimately ended up mostly residing in the bottom eight. It was actually statistically, scientifically, a fucking soft draw. Right. And Undisputed. do you agree about the Knights? Um, look, I think it's a longer boat, a longer a boat draw. I mean, they've had they've had some fortunate things happen, but I don't think it. Uh, it's not. It's not soft. You, 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 well, thing is, though, the Penrith draw wasn't really. It wasn't labelled soft draw until we were like two thirds, three quarters away through the season because you don't know how shit's going to pan out. That's the thing. You can look back in retrospect and go, "Wow, that was a soft draw." This one, it's a bit fucking early. It's only a month into comp. Nothing's proven about anything yet. But the justification for the soft draw for the Knights that we've been given here is the Warriors have won six out of nineteen round one games prior to round one this year. 
round two. The Cowboys perennial slow starters. The Titans of the Titans. <laughs> and finally, Penrith missing two most important players. Now, I, I would agree that Penrith were cruel in that game on the weekend by some late withdrawals. No doubt about it. But there was still the Hunter thing. I mean, you know, there was, a, there was that edge there as yeah. well. And, I mean, it's not like the Knights are playing shit and they're just getting over the line. I mean, they did, well, they did well in the first couple of rounds, though, where they were fucked. And, like, they were down significantly and managed to come back both times. Mm. I mean, the Cowboys, you know, yeah, they've surprised everyone with how shit they've been this year. Especially given they played three out of four at home. And yeah, the Titans and the Warriors, you know, yeah, yeah, the Warriors are in your home, away from their home is, you know, always a, a better proposition, but I think it's a bit too early to call soft draw, but don't be surprised <laughs> if later on in the season we look back and go, wow, yeah, you're right. Trent Slatter, if only NRL media was as insightful as this week in league. Fergo might be clear in the eyes of the law, but he's never shown remorse, still a scumbag. Thank you. And we got a good response from a lot of people really in regards to our comments on uh, on Blake Ferguson and uh, and that whole situation, and it, it shows. I mean, we might only be a sm- small slice of the of the rugby league population, um, but we we certainly have a very passionate and vocal fan base, and um, you know, those same people will call us when we call call bullshit on us when we mm-hmm. when we. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah, when we get it wrong, but you know. <laughs> when we say something about their team that's not that's not completely fellating them. Yeah, but uh, when we get it right, um, it, it shows, and um, it's just it just doesn't seem that hard to get those sorts of decisions right and and put forth the best image of the game that it deserves, and and it's it's a shame that the NRL gets it wrong so often. And the funny thing about last week as well, like so we went off on the the concussion thing as well, I think. None of that was actually planned as well. I just sort of spur of the moment just said, yeah. let's let's elaborate on that a little bit and threw some like, you know, devil's advocate stuff out there and it just became, you know, it turned into it. So I was, it was uh, really pleased with the way it sort of all, all was received. Solzy04, first I have to apologise, we're going to put his song on last week and just editing the show at like, you know, finished editing at about like fucking 12.30 and my eyeballs were hanging out of my head. I just totally forgot. P.S. We decided it wasn't good enough to appear on our show. So it'll appear at the end of this show. (laughs) Unless I forget again, and I'll... Jeez, that wouldn't go down well. Um, But he sent us a tweet, he said, My literacy group word scramble for this morning... (laughs) It's it's like a a nine... It's a three-by-three grid with the first three letters, R-U-N, the middle row, T-M-B, and the bottom row, A-E-O. And so basically make words from these letters. And he just said, uh, yeah, the vowels were just thrown in there. Brilliant. So, So I wonder why... Yeah, I wonder what what they actually... I don't think you can make choke out of those letters. Dashing Dan 1. Hang on a second. It's fucking appalling. <laughs> How do you spell choke? R-U-N-T-M-B. Hang on a second. You're going to follow up... You're going to follow up an insult to the greatest young talent in the history of rugby league and you're going to follow it up with a comment from Dashing Dan. Fuck. Tonight just gets better. Yep, that was... That was... There was there was a wound that you came here with tonight. Yeah. Then Solzy was assault, and now uh, Dashing Dan's going to be just a fucking a liberal squeeze of lemon juice <laughs> to, to chase it all down. He's a fucking bitter man, so it's fitting. He's, uh, yeah, and then he, I said it last week, but there really does seem to be a lot more injuries in the NRL this year. Why? It, it seems that's like there's a lot more. It seems, a, it seems a lot more in my club. However, you would say that's offset by the fact that it doesn't seem like there's very many in your club this year. 
so, so far. But <laughs> it's it's a bit of a um, Tigers fans. You know, we like to think and like to say and believe that this is a new era. But whenever anything happens that is is a bit of a hark back to to days gone by, like Woodsy Woodsy getting injured. Yep. Like when the club announced it, saying that Aaron Woods was going to miss the game. And was everyone Every, like, oh. All the comments were like, oh, fuck, here we go again. Oh, here come the injuries. Oh, no, we're all going to be injured again. Like, there's only one bloke. Biscuit everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Biscuit bodies. And, um, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the off-season was particularly punishing for some clubs. Maybe it's just shit luck in other parts. But um, it's not like Manly's changed their strength and conditioning staff, is it? Donny Singer's still there. Yeah, still, it, yeah so. still exactly the same. At the end of the day, bad luck just fucking happens in a contact sport, unfortunately. It, it, yeah, and I agree. But the Tiger situation was 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 shit stuff. Really. But do you really do you honestly think? I mean, but, it contributed to it. I wouldn't say yeah. all. There, there's some shit because at, at the end of the day, especially when you look at the situations um, with the tackles on um, on Starling and on Filetti and some of the other guys, particularly those ones. There's no there's no strength and conditioning in the fucking world that can save someone that gets jammed up with their leg one way and then twisted and dropped the other way by two other guys, the body weight of two other guys. That shit just happens and that's just that's just the way the sport is. The first guy runs up to wrap up the ball, and a guy comes in the legs, and another guy comes in to knock him over. And sometimes they're you know, whether they're they're studs digging into the ground and don't let their, their leg give, or whether they're just being held tightly by one guy and then they go the other guys push the other way. That shit's just completely unavoidable. That was one of the things that got me with um Benji's last shoulder injury at the at the Tigers. Yeah. He um I'm pretty sure it was against Penrith. And he went in to make a tackle and he sort of they sort of half stepped him and he got his arm between the play with the ball and a defender and then Taniella Chuyaki, of all people, yeah. come fucking rocketing in. Yeah. And his arm just bent. Yeah, you know, he's, like, he's lucky. Even he, if he hadn't had two hundred shoulder reconstructions, it was gonna he be, was still with a fucking yeah. shoulder there. Yeah. Um and everyone's like, Oh fucking injury prone. I'm like, fucking put Robocop in there yeah. if you really want to yeah. he's still going to have the same result yeah. that's just shit luck and you get the weird situation with like where Matai like he was, he was diving forward or something like that with his arm forward and then someone else has landed yeah. directly on the back of his elbow yeah, and exactly. I mean like it's just uh, that's just unlucky shit I mean uh, but like from my perspective yeah it's definitely a lot more injuries I don't know about everywhere else I mean everywhere else I mean I think it's kind of par though isn't it well Dan is a Paraffin, so they, and they lost a few, yeah. They lost a couple as well, yeah. Uh, pops, slips, slips. Great call on the bitch slap becoming more prevalent, Nate. But fuck, it's a disgrace to the game. It's turning into gay AFL. First point, I don't appreciate your, your homophobic slur on the, on the on the terrible sport of AFL or well, Australian rules football. Secondly, thank you. It was a great call. And I hope to see more of it because I'd still prefer dudes like dudes to be slapping each other on their faces than just jersey grabbing. Like there's something like inherently disrespectful about a slap. <laughs> it's just like, just like fucking like that time when Lussie bitch slapped that uh, hinge slip or whatever yeah. in the brookie that precipitated the brookie brawl. I mean that that shit was just it was just such a like disrespectful like fucking bitching out the other player. Like I really like it because I think it fosters more aggro and it's just going to get testier. And if they, because they leave them on afterwards as well, so they don't get to simmer down. And I think it's just going to make and make for more exciting moments. Would the games. NRL really <laughs> stoop to banning bitch slapping? And what about if you and and is a slap's a slap? That's great. What about 
Old school. What about a backhander? Still a slap? Or is that going to be a punch? Doling out some pimp hand. Yeah. Hit him knuckle side first. Well, I think they're muddying the waters there. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Just to see just what to, the reaction just, is. Just to someone just create a precedent or something. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. Oh, I love it. People are like, oh, is it a disgrace? Well, I mean, it's way better than that jersey grabbing nonsense. It's, is it as good as like just a, you know, a nice punch in the face? No. No, it's not. But it's safer and funnier. So I think there's definitely pros as well. <laughs> uh, we got another one from Schlips. Finishing off last week's This Week in League app. Yes, I meant wanker, Nate. Duh. Also, I retract saying Glenn was a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd got away unscathed. No, no. You know, if, you're, if your spelling wasn't such a problem, I mean, we wouldn't have even had that discussion about the waker. <laughs> And, uh, geez, I tell you, I have been waking up like a motherfucker, like six, six fifteen, like clockwork, waking like a champ, world champion waker. <laughs> Still undefeated. <laughs> Every morning, I'm up. <laughs> uh, Jim Man Bearpig, who was the recipient of, a, of another sensational Jay Hugenfeld creation through the week. Fucking brilliant. Just, just tremendous, tremendous work. But he tweeted us and said, I thought Glenn had gone full retard saying Manly would finish ninth, but the beard has turned him into some kind of cunt Jedi. Oh, you, you almost got all the way there. You I were just, so close. I honestly put that in there because I really like the idea of a cunt Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's tremendous. Uh, that could be an illustration. <laughs> and, and the other thing is we're talking would about... Green? <laughs> be unfortunate. I was, um, Reminds me of one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'd rather not elaborate on the show, thank you. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> we get so many references that are just disgusting. There's <laughs> <laughs> so much in the Star Wars world. There's, you know, vagina esque that you can use to, to evoke some imagery in people's heads that they can never forget. But we won't. Um, I mentioned, was it last week I was talking about how the, uh, the old uh, Glenn Blakely wannabe was AWOL? He's yes, back. He's back. Glenn, beautiful. Glenn B underscore wannabe. Amazing to hear Hash the Glenn defending women everywhere in latest ep. True gentleman. Hash yes, face of feminism. Sense. Hash face of God. <laughs> oh man. If you were ever short of free dick suck, I think uh, I think I know where to point you. <laughs> Blue underscore beaver. Who's changed his, his display name to uh TWI Beard's number one fanboy. Because Bennett does, he has been rocking a beard. I, I, I'm not sure I've ever seen him without a beard, except for November where he, it's, it's usually back by, you know, December. But, uh, what the fuck is that? Who did that? <laughs> is that a new one? I, was oh, trying, I did see that. I didn't see that today. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, sorry, sorry Injake. Yeah, Injake. I'll put, I'm just fucking can you email me that picture so I can put it on Instagram um, it'll be on Instagram tomorrow fellas uh, yeah blue underscore beaver did I, dear Nate feel free to not make any more revelation predictions about manly plays for the rest of the year cheers beef now look <laughs> you're referring to you're referring to what I said about Mateo and quite honestly I Mateo think Mateo Tia he, he went back to Mateo on, on the other day and like I understand why he why he was Doing the crazy shit because you know the the two the two useless cunts in six and seven, especially six, were doing fuck all. So he was trying to make something happen. However, we're not the Warriors, 
Stop throwing it fucking around like like he's still at the Warriors, man. And you sit down for a couple of weeks with your ankle injury and just fucking reflect on that. Was it an and ankle? Come back. Fuck, it looked like a knee. I thought it was a knee, but I start, I've been hearing ankle on, on, on the internets and the internet never lies, so exactly must right. be must be his ankle. There's someone on the interwebs that says I'm a god. <laughs> Definitely doesn't lie. And uh Lucky Lamps. More filthy foot fa- more filthy mouthed sheilers, thanks. I agree. Tweet us. Regard. <laughs> I assume he's talking, talking about Annie. No, I think he's talking about the um, one whose name escapes me who tweeted us. Oh, dropping, was it Grace? Dropping, uh, oh no, I don't think Grace is dropping the language. Mary? No, no, I don't think so. Is it, is it an Emily? Is it Emily, like an Emily Day or something? Yes, that's it. Yeah, Emma. 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 Yeah. So. Oh fucking! Geez, I don't need to pay more attention. That was last week, and I don't have the notes in front of me. But I think I think that's what he meant. And I I agree. I mean, just just uh. Nothing better. Uh, the Mitch Eye. Newcastle, I, I presume he's at Newcastle. He certainly was at Hunter on the weekend. And uh, he sent us a photo saying, repping the Twill uh, National... The, the, the Twill, uh, Twill, this is autocorrect. Also, I'll correct it on the go. Repping Twill Nation at halftime, kick for cash. Is that worth a free hat or merch? I assume you won kick for cash because you're up against Billy Peden. And as it turns out, fucking mate of mine, Shane Goodwin who I used to work with, and uh, he sent the picture through, and uh, I see him with the hat on, and then immediately my gaze goes across to the gigantic forehead on the right of the shot. And uh, my old mate, Charlie Murphy, Shane Goodwin, <laughs> sitting there smiling. Don't know why he was smiling, because he missed the kick from 20 metres out from right in front, I'm told. And, Does he uh, have legs? He lost the... He was the, he's the only one who's there unprepared. He's wearing jeans, and you know, the other two are wearing shorts. So he was pretty much unprepared anyway, but... um. Surely you could knock it over from 20 metres out. Mate. Right in front, even... Well, Daly Cherry Evans can't. Well, he'd play some in, what do you expect? <laughs> so, uh, so, it was funny because he sent that tweet through and I've got on, by the time I've started, it's sort of just kind of, hang on a minute, that looks like, ping, Facebook Messenger. Saw a guy wearing it this week in Lee, had it half time at the game. You know, he said, he said you're a legend and I had I set him straight. And, yeah. Yeah. and then I missed a kick from 20 metres out right in front. Yeah, and he's gone. He's, then, uh, then Mitch has tweeted and said, he said he knew you. He was the only one to miss the kick. Poor fella. He supports the Panthers too. Hash rough day. Hash good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> so bad luck, darkness. But uh, good job, Mitch. And um, did you have to let us know if you actually won or if you were beaten by uh, by uh, Billy Peden. I'm not sure. <laughs> or beaten by someone that missed every kick. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Girdlestone. Finally grew a pair last night and got my This Week in League membership. Now I've paid the boys to give my tweet shit. Hash run DBE. Hash Dugan Benji Eto. <laughs> well, look, you've nice given us attempt. a good one. You've given us a good one to start with. If you want us to give, <laughs> if you want to pay to have your tweet savaged, <laughs> you're Jesus. off to a flyer. <laughs> that is, it's so wrong on so many levels. Uh, let me tell you, it's so easy to, to produce like you know designs in the style of Run DMC. I got Absolutely. my I got my template down and everything. Like, unfortunately, I don't think anyone's going to come up with anything as good as yours, Glenn. Wow, Nathan, that's possibly the nicest thing. Probably the only nice thing you've it's, ever said. It's about. so good that people should get in there and fucking buy it, though. Oh, I agree. I wish they'd hurry the fuck up. You know, people that fucking call themselves salesmen that do <laughs> sales for a living, and then says, "You know what? Put me down for ten. Well, that's and order zero. Well, he's in sales, not buys. Fucking hell! <laughs> but he's no. But Over he, promise, he, under deliver. He's a reverse salesman. He did. He did. He did say that he was going to going to grab one, and that's what's prompted you to go off and go. Hang on a minute. You said you were going to get ten. Yeah. Make it fifteen now. 
How about that? Yeah. That'll Maybe, give that'll fucking, be... God forbid, put your fucking hand in your pocket for once in your miserable life. That'll Jesus. Fifteen, fifteen, pretty much gets it out of the line. I'm prepared to actually, if we can get it, get another fifteen. I'm prepared to shrink the, the window down and just to get it going because you deserve it. But you it's, it's it. look. To be fair, it started from scratch and it's gaining momentum. Yeah. I, but what I think, what I, what gets me though is this hashtag starting to spread to people that I don't know, and presumably you don't either. Yeah. And um, because God forbid you know people that I don't know. But it's <laughs> <laughs> never going to happen. Fucking yeah, unlikely. But if you're gonna use a hashtag, you need to represent properly, man. By like, buying a t-shirt, yeah, <laughs> and following the podcast from where it generated. Yeah, exactly. I saw someone tweeting about it and like you know waxing lyrical on how good Run TMB were. Doesn't follow me. Doesn't follow the podcast. <laughs> Doesn't know shit about <laughs> the shirt. He probably <laughs> did. You tweet him and say, "Look, there's a shirt for that man." I should do that because they they might not know. They're just like they're out there on the fringes. I think it's a catch. Underground. Hat. Yeah, uh, Timmy McIntyre. I'm Tim McIntyre. <laughs> underscore. He broke the internet. He broke the internet. <sighs> I don't have it on my iPad that picture because just to cut you off, we get we're going to get to Tim. Oh, but hash pion 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 needs to be a yeah. That's coming. That, that's coming. That's coming too. Has to be. We'll get that. But but we'll give Sally yeah, Capelli. You mentioned free. last week, and you'll and presumably you'll you'll think twice before mentioning shit again on the show. <laughs> Or talking about a selfie, a nude selfie, where you know wearing nothing but a, a, a this week in league stubby cooler. Timmy McIntyre thinking to myself, what <laughs> fucking moron in their right mind would ever? Do Will Danny Tequila actually do it for us? That's what you're thinking. <laughs> and uh, no, Timmy McIntyre will though. Red Hot Chili Pepper style, full nude selfie wearing a fucking stubby holder. It's a fucking brilliant effort. Had to hold it on though because he didn't have much of a hook for that time. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> I tell you what, when I saw his photo, I could have held up a stubby cooler <laughs> or a thimble cooler, maybe. <laughs> anyway, the tweet he sent through here though, uh, he said, uh, tweeted to us and you. Did you see the Mounties beat West Tigers in the VB New South Wales Cup 28 22? That means the Mounties are hash. Undefeated, no asterisk. Yeah. They're well on their way to bombing a grand final. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> Again. And uh, they're also very thirsty because the person that runs their water isn't very fit. Yeah. By the looks of his nude selfie. And he doesn't really like clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs the, the water. He's got to cover up with the, the water carrying cooling device. <laughs> they're so. like, these bottles are hot. Can you give us a cooler? Uh, Actually, don't worry about it. <laughs> so check your Gatorade for stray pubes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there dental floss in my Gatorade? Wait, that's not dental floss. <laughs> At Aussie Blackwell. Too many cookies equals biscuit legs. Thanks for the science lesson, boys. Hash Nate and Glenn the science guys. Yeah. Isn't that Chapo's boyfriend? You're welcome. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, so. Boyfriend. I mean, I think he was there under, you know, under duress. Like, is it, no, they, not- I saw them kiss. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, congratulations, guys. I wish you all the best. <laughs> Some fucking ugly kids right there. <laughs> Chris is fine. Chapo's. He's, <laughs> no, Chapo's no, the not. one punching. <laughs> yeah. Jar TV. Every relationship has a settler and a reacher. <laughs> <laughs> Stop settling, Aussie Blackwell. <laughs> and he's tall, much taller than than, than, uh, than Chapo. So there's, there's a lot of reaching Chapo's going on leech, there. Literally reaching with his mouth. Jar TV, J Rad. 
You fuckers are quick to believe in hash Louis Karma, but won't admit that hash run TM blasphemy is a thing. Jam Master J will smite the bitches. <sighs> That's the first stupid tweet from Jared this week. Let's move on to the second. Actually, chronologically, that was the second, but this is the next one. Gee, don't feel bad. N telling you a Rocky reference was a Rambo reference is far worse than you not knowing dodgeball. I can remember specifically the moment we were doing that when I was talking about, um, it was like, I was talking about, like, Rocky Four, like, it was, you know, going down yeah, to, like, yeah. living in America and getting killed by Drago. You know, and then, and then as, I, as I go to press, fucking, as I go to press to stop it, I just sort of, under my breath, turn around, look at you under my breath, go, yeah, that was Rambo. <laughs> I mean, the person who is precise on references all the time. I get it. I you get it. it. You get it. it. You got it. But, that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he, he was probably... The second download of this show, after Mr. Wars, right? Yeah, we had, yeah. Uh, well, probably third because you would download it first. You like sounding around voice. Yeah, I, fuck I, yeah. I'm yet to make sure it works. There's a technical basis. Yeah, exactly. You would have downloaded second. You know, you, you know, you know, that's like with technology. So you probably still would have been about tenth, even if you tried to be second. That's fucking hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> then Mr. Wars. Then this fuckhead. Oh yeah, Jill, 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 and Aaron were very early on the piece. True. Yeah. This fuckhead would have been right up there. Right, Johnny from. Uh, he knows. He, been, he knows what time it is. He's he's accepted lunches from both of us. Both of us, indeed. Paid for lunches. Exactly. I've been and to his home. For goodness sakes. Have you really? Yeah. I've never been to his home. Yeah. Wow. He's literally like yeah, if we if hurt. we need if if, if there's an emergency guest host situation arises for whatever reason he's probably the guy. This, He's so entrenched in and the... He, and he didn't get the fucking reference. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think I've been more disappointed in someone than so, in that fucking... So disappointed. And then he kept trying to come, he kept trying to come back, like, yeah. going, no, 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 no you, you can't did come back. No, no, you can't. You can't. can't. There is no coming back. Mr. Underscore Shando. Sando. Dear Twill, just checking in for the season to let you cunts know that I'm still listening and still love your work. Hash more beer talk. That's lovely. More what, beer talk. Yeah, we more uh, tweets. We, we, didn't, we didn't do the board, yeah. More tweets, oh, Mr. What Shando. What about I'm teetering? I'm teetering about changing it up. Changing it up, how so? Shaving my fucking beard off. Completely. Changing it up. Why? I don't know. I'm just, I'm having I'm a bit of a crisis. I'm in crisis. Have you been served papers? No, fucking not at all. <laughs> she's, she's well past. She's like, oh, fuck, whatever. <laughs> whatever I say is not going to make any difference. Just, uh, you know, some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, that's a good looking motherfucker right there. Other days I look in the mirror and go, that's a good looking motherfucker right there. He might need to have a shave. And some, and then some other days, you look at me and go, oh, Glenn Stewart. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing in my house? Shouldn't you be, tra- <laughs> shouldn't you be training down at Redfern? <laughs> well, we'll see. Who breaks first? We'll see. I don't think it's a matter. It shouldn't be a matter of breaking. This is the thing. No, it's not. You're a man and you're not making a choice. Exactly. <laughs> All right, stays for another week. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I feel I feel that the way that the show has 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 started this season, I think it would be disrespectful to the show and to the audience and to Jesus. the members and to the members who pay money. You'd be disappointed to them if it still wasn't wasn't around like at the grand final meetup. Oh God! Me <laughs> dead. And look, you know something may yeah, something may with my ass hair by then. Something may happen. You may have to go to a funeral and you, or a wedding, and your wife might make you shave it off. Like uh, my next I'd tweet, I can shave it off for a wedding or a funeral. Segway, 
fucking that's the best segue in the history of the show, by the way. Toto TV. Sad week. I promised my grandma I would shave the beard for my cousin's wedding this weekend. Hash TWI beards. Hash RIP beard. Hash beard nation. Right. I'm sorry I just said, why the fuck would I shave my beard off for a funeral? <laughs> it was a funeral. This is for a wedding. It was just his, it was just his grandma that told him that, that he was oh. Yeah. His grandmother still alive? Unless it was like a, like a dying pro, like that's the last thing that she yeah. wanted him to do. Oh, jeez, that's a lot of pressure, Grandma. That's hardcore. What? What is? What's she hating on the beard? Look at the end of the day. If you don't see her standing off to the off to the side of the wedding, like in a blue light, if she has passed, if you don't see her standing there with fucking Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi, Anakin, and Yoda in like the blue light, you know, smiling over this scenario, you don't really have anything to fear about in terms and of having. And if you do see that, and she hasn't passed, then maybe put down the beers. <laughs> Maybe someone has spiked your shit, and you might want to protect your anus. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever was in those cookies, maybe you need to digest it fast. Uh, Facebook, Matt Landrigan, Lando. Lando. Lando, as his wife calls him. And uh, as I've said in the past, he's the Aussiest guy, I think, that I know. Like, loves to use the word cobber. And, I, I, you know, he, he's basically so Aussie... That he makes he makes like Alf Stewart look like a French aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's um, <laughs> he makes Russell Coit look like a kiwi. <laughs> yeah. So look, we're friended up. We're, we're friended up on Facebook, and and he um, he sends me messages now and then, and um and obviously Saint George Any new Mary, He's Saint George. Well, no, well, to our to this week in league one, we almost got a nude one, but um he's. The St. George Manly game, he's a St. George fan, so he's sort of saying, you know, sending me messages like, hey, how you feeling about the game? And you know, he's having a chat. He's, he's very, you know, respectful, doesn't you know, he's not trolling or anything. But um, then his wife sends us a message to the to the show page, and she's like, yeah, I got home, and um, this is the scene I was confronted with, and it's a picture of, uh, of Lando in his, in his uh, St. George boxer shorts. And um, he's lucky undies, I believe. And, <laughs> hey, we've all got them. And... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was? Have you got it open there? I'm just what, trying to find it. Yeah. What was the going going to the the, the private messages on the on the, on the page? And uh, I believe he said something. I, I know. I know he dropped a C bomb in there, but I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, <laughs> tremendously disturbing. And we're seeing far too much. To be quite honest, we, we're seeing far too much of our uh, of our our listeners, listeners the images. <laughs> How do you get the messages on the app now? That's a fucking excellent question. Oh, there we go. Notification. You go that that, that lightning bolt one. So, so Kate, his, his wife has sent us a message. There it is there. <laughs> it's like he's trying to have sex with a with a, a Dalek poster or something. <laughs> is he trying to have sex with it? Or is he... He's, he's, he's trying to at least... He's trying he's to get a bottle cap down his pants. Or? Well, he's, he's, he's trying to... There? Well, I mean, he's rocking a tenth of a mongrel. He's trying to get it up. <laughs> oh, a tenth? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying well, I mean, at you know. best. Now, anyway, I mean, I think the b- biggest revelation of this story is that uh, Mr. Landrigan um, has unfortunately had his penis amputated, and um, <laughs> and uh, that explains the red on his undies. Yeah, and so she uh, she sent us a message. Kate sent us a message. Said, "This is how I found Lando when I got home from work after the Dragons win on Saturday night." And his quote was, "Lick my lucky undies, cunts." And so I replied and said, "Run, get out now." <laughs> 
And then, then Lando... She might have found Lando, but someone should be still looking for his penis. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lando sent us a message. Presumably, she told him she sent a message. So, he sent one that said, uh, Lucky undies go another weekend without a wash. That's two. If we get on a roll, these things will take a life one of their own. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We'll smell them from here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he sent us a message on Facebook um, earlier in the week and said, Luke slaps Sandow. Sandow slaps Luke. I'm embarrassed for all of us. And uh, my, my thoughts on the slaps are, you know, well documented earlier this show. I think exactly. it's fantastic. It's better than it's better than no, you know, you know, good old fist fights like back in the day. Fucking, I saw Chapo or someone threw up on uh, on Facebook the other day. He threw up um, and tagged me in uh, the, old, the old Gary Jackie and Roberts fight. <laughs> Was it a fight? Well. You, Ian Roberts basically got you know got a you know a single clean, single tight clinch on him and just uppercutted uppercutted him into oblivion. Ian Roberts fucking knocked Gary Jack into being a real estate agent in Blackdown. Yeah, and had Gary Jack talking afterwards with the fucking two massive stitched up you know cuts on his face and everything. Just one of the tightest humans alive. Well, uh, Gary Jack. Yeah. Mm. Well, he was fourteen thousand dollars richer after that, if memory serves. Is that all? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Roberts got out of it pretty cheaply. Fucking know. Because I, mean, I think basically, the, the I think the the court's opinion or whether they settled out of court or whatever, the general vibe was that what happens on the field stays on the field. You fucking bitch. What are you doing? And mm. he basically paid for that's probably what the surgeries cost. Right. Maybe maybe some legal fees as well. You know, like ten grand for the surgeries and you know. Anyway, the and fuck Gary Jack that hard. His son played AFL. Yep. Couldn't put him in enough of that. Uh, memberships. Fucking run on memberships. I actually, to the point where, I'll tell you right now, there's memberships available. I can't tell you how many, though, because there's a run on them, so I'm going to have to actually download a uh, download a report and see how many's left, because I reckon we're probably down to, like, shit, if we got 20 left, I'd be surprised. Cool. At this stage. So get in there. But that's still 20 too many. Yeah, it is, but I mean, fucking, you know, get amongst as it. I said last year, I mean, we sold, like, the last one. Well, during or shortly after the live show at the end of the season, mm. this time it's going to be, yeah, they're going to be gone before Origin for sure. Gone before Anzac Day, I would say. Um, uh, just an update on the um, on the supporters jersey. Yes. Uh, official mock-up from ISC should be available next week. We should have our design submitted this week before, the end of, before Easter. Yeah. Um, the last of the logos, as you know, um, was just completed today. So that'll be going into the design hopefully tonight so I uh, can't wait to get that out there for everyone I think it's uh, it's going to be very well received yep I agree and uh, run TMB we've already said you know buy them if you haven't bought one by now like we've given you you had about half an hour to do it fucking move it uh, the pew 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 thing you just brought up before happened on Twitter today there's uh, someone put up a, a design of some shirt to like you know pew 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 or pew pew life or you know something like that everyone's talking around it you know do we do we do one with you know Jamie Soward on it no fucking other people non-Penrith people won't buy anything with Jamie Soward on it so we're talking around it and we may have something for you not now but uh, it's in the pipeline yeah it's in the pipeline for sure because it would be a cool shirt yeah absolutely you better have a cat shooting lasers out of its paws (laughs) (laughs) I'd wear a hash pew 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 shirt. Yep, yep. To a Penrith game. Yeah, oh yeah. With a Penrith nerd. Put your hands up, boys. I'm happy to come along.
news. First story, exclusive to this show. It's not really... An exclusive? It's not exclusive, but I haven't actually seen it anywhere at all reported in the media. So as far as that's concerned, it's fucking exclusive. Manly are definitely losing their coach no later than the end of the year. Announcement from Opal Coaches. Hi everyone, it is indeed with a heavy heart to announce that this year will be mine and the company's last year to drive this wonderful team around and their own dedicated team coach, envy of all other clubs in the NRL. Unfortunately, due to new internal management structure emerging at the club, they've shown very little care to retain our sponsorship and services beyond this year, so we decide this is not the club we want to sponsor anymore. This does not detract my love for the players or team. I'll be maroon and white forever, but it's time to move on to another club that has a better attitude and retains that family club feel, the team coach, uh, the family club feel. He doesn't have much punctuation here. The team coach will be stripped of delivery at, at year's end to make way for a new club been wonderful eight years four grand finals and world club challenge win been a delight and a pleasure each and every week year in year out made some wonderful mates into coaching and playing stuff over the years but i can't continue with this new attitude internally so they they have the new attitude internally they have so i've decided to move on in 2016 what a fucking shame it is fucking shame and it just goes to show that what people are saying about you know your kelly's and your pens is 100 fucking spot on so, uh, good job, fuckheads. Unbelievable that, you know, there's a devoted guy that wants to pony up cash every year. Yeah, exactly. On it. It's free advertising. I've seen another guy say that he had a company and it was in Thailand trying to sort out sponsorship or whatever. Couldn't even get a fucking call back from these two cocksuckers. So, yeah. It's fucking ordinary. Oh, well, they deserve <clears throat> every, everything that comes their way. Oh, even look, the shit fans. I wish I... I wish... I could fucking strike it rich on some idea or even just win like Lotto to give you enough money to get in there and take this fucking club back from these cocksuckers. Like, it's just, it's fucking, it's unbelievable that at the end of everything, the team fucking doesn't, you know, on-field shit, doesn't bring anything to a stop and it all fucking comes from the, you know, these cunts who supposedly get themselves a majority share to stop all the fucking, you know, back-of-house shit. And since then, I think more shit has gone, you know, from a fan's perspective, more shit has gone awry since they took control than the entire decade before it. Mm. I mean, there's a couple of milestone incidents in the decade before, don't get me wrong. However, I don't think any of it amounts to as bad as, you know... And it's not the... Like this Opal thing in the in the in the scheme of things, it's very it's a very minor small thing, but when you see that these guys are so fucking passionate about you know about the club and everything like that, and they're saying what I said last week or before, like them, the, 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 the the family the family you know vibe seems to be you know eroding, then uh, yeah, not good. It's just for me, it's just another another point of confirmation on what I already sort of you know knew and you know believed. Um, so not a news story, but yeah, exclusive bitches. <clears throat> Leichhardt Oval. What's going on here? D-Day for Leichhardt Oval. West Tigers officials meeting with the Leichhardt Council to discuss the use of the ground. The future remains uncertain after Balmain were forced to hand over their lease to Leichhardt Council as their financial struggle continues. The council has since taken charge of the ground, which is supposed to host four NRL, NRL games this season. The Tigers will need to agree to council's new lease in order to remain at the ground. They're due to host Canberra there on April 19. Grant Mayer stated the club will not pay any extra to use the ground. 
Uh, Leichhardt Mayor Rochelle Porteous said lease conditions will be unchanged. We're not proposing to change anything except ensure the maintenance of the ground is at optimum level for NRL games. Everything is proceeding as per normal. That's our intention. It costs the Tigers almost 70 grand to play a game at the venue, while they're paid about 100 grand per game to take matches to ANZ Stadium. Leichhardt Council will take hold of the lease until October, costing them $300,000. West Tigers have assured us on a number of occasions that the four games are locked in for this season. We will be progressing with that. We've been doing different upgrade works on the Oval and ensuring everything's in place to make sure games run smoothly. West Tigers have no intention of taking over the lease from the Council. Mayor has confirmed the Tigers will certainly play their Round 7 clash against Raiders at the venue, but refuse to commit long-term to the club. <clears throat> when they say it costs the Tigers seventy grand to play, yeah. That's that's what it costs to actually get the ground. That's that's that, not like fucking bottom line figure. It's venue, after it, gate receipts and no no, no. I, I I suspect it's actually a a cost to the ground the, the ground ground. rental yeah. cost or yeah, whatever yeah, you know. Okay. Um, look, I, I feel for Balmain's uh, side of things. I feel not it interesting, white, huh? Not enough white in the Balmain. There is side, not enough really. white in the Balmain Tigers. Um, I feel for them in the fact that. They've been footing the cost, you know, an organisation that that has had well-publicised financial difficulties over the last fucking decade. But it's a JV with two separate entities combining to form like Voltron, and, you know, not like Voltron because it's not as cool as Voltron, but form a third entity. Well, you've got the Balmain side, the West side joined together. No, Balmain, the Balmain Tigers Mm. were paying like a quarter of a million bucks, Mm. which they didn't fucking have. To keep like the upkeep of of Leichhardt Oval. Yeah, Why but, but the fuck yeah, but the council paying that? no. But are the West Side doing the same thing for Campbelltown? Oh, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like they're fucking Robinson Crusoe doing that shit. But I just don't get why it's the football club. Why it's their responsibility? It's the it's council property. <laughs> don't, hey, look, you're preaching to the fucking choir about the council problem. I mean, look at fucking Brookvale Oval. That's the council's fault too. The, the thing f- was, the council wants to use it as a multi. Uh, Multi, what's the fucking word? Multi-purpose venue, yeah. let's say. Yeah. So I get. I'm assuming they want to take concerts there. Well, who's going to play there? Maybe I'd say it'd be more likely, you know, like other sports there, like you know, I don't know like well, they've had they've had other sports there, like no. the the Socceroos train there. They've had other, you know, um, maybe fucking Farrah could you know build up on the hill and fucking put it try and you know have another crack at a schnitzel spot. I'd buy it. I'd buy some. There's no doubt about it. Um, I just think that that was interesting for me that they've been footing a quarter of a million bucks a year to, to upkeep Leichhardt over and not the council. Um, the Balmain Tigers don't have five cents to scrub together mm. and um, and they come up with a quarter of a million bucks. No wonder they've gone broke. Fuck's sake. Um, and the council proposed to make it a, a multi-purpose venue and they were going to up the, the maintenance cost <laughs> and have the Tigers foot the bill. Um, yeah. Nice try. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I. It's a tough one. I love love games at Leichhardt Oval. I love that the Tigers play there, um, and at Campbelltown. Yep. Do they get the crowds that they fucking need to get to make it a profitable no. venture? No, they don't. People need to vote with their feet, because otherwise, rugby league, as we know, professional sport is a business. They're going to take the fucking business elsewhere, and if you're getting paid a hundred, people grand, already are though too. Sorry, people already are. Because like you see, like the crowds are universally down this year, I reckon. Yeah, well, are ticket prices, you know, I know for, for representative fixtures. No, oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Yeah, the origin I, I know we're getting next. to it. Yeah. But 
and the Tigers have been very, very proactive. Um, well, they gave that membership where you yeah, could bring you know, get to, into every game to get for people like to games, and I know a lot of clubs are are doing it. Yeah. Um, to try and make it more uh, more appealing for, for fans to go to to live games, but um, I don't know. I just I think that you know if you're not getting a packed out Leichhardt Oval and a packed out Campbelltown whenever you take games there, yeah, the, the nostalgia's nice. Yeah, it's a nice. Um, it's a nice shout out and a tip of the hat to mm-hmm. to your joint venture partners, um, and 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 the history and all the rest of it. But you know, there's a reason why they had to have two two entities merged to yep. make the West Tigers because yep. they weren't very fucking good at business. Yep. And taking games to grounds that cost you seventy grand a pop, and and you get fuck all crowds. It's the old um, fa- it's the old fan thing too because I mean fans don't want to go to ANZ. Yeah, but it works out for the club. You know, they get paid to take the yeah. game. It's the same for Manly and Blue Tongue as well. Well, it's not Blue Tongue anymore, but, you know, Central Coast. Same thing. We we do handsomely mm. out, of, out of games up there, but it's not the home game, and it's, you know, it's significantly further away than the, yeah. than the home game should be. So, yeah. I, I really hope that, um, you know, all due respect to the Balmain side of things, I, I really hope that, that if, if West truly are the... Um, the financial powerhouse that people profess them to be. I, I really hope that in tandem with local and, and federal and state governments that they can get a deal happening that, a, you know, a training base and, a, and a, an upgrade to the stadium can, yep. can become part of their future and, and they can hopefully get the supported community, which is, is in some areas dwindling out there. Origin tickets. Perfect segue. You were just talking about representative fixture prices. The NRL is facing state of origin embarrassment with fears that games in Sydney and Brisbane won't sell out due to a hike in ticket prices. Um, Sydney and Brisbane fans will be forced to pay astronomical prices to ensure ticket prices for the Melbourne match are kept affordable. Blue collar rugby league fans face being priced out of attending state of origin one at ANZ on May 27 and game three at Brisbane Suncorp Stadium on July 8. Angry fans labelling the NRL greedy. A family of four pass for the Blatchies Blues section at ANZ will cost up to $555.63. That's obviously the upper edge, though. Uh, the New South Wales side deserves to play before a sellout crowd in Sydney after the heroics last year, but increased ticket price in ticket sales may now halt what has in recent years become a formality, an 83,000 crowded ANZ stadium. Some ticket prices have jumped up to 15% on last year. Ticket prices Which was hiked up from the previous year. I don't think New South Wales copped the hike that we did. I think it was just Suncorp that got fucked last year for the 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 ticket the, the ticket prices. But this year it has it has uh, trickled down into New South Wales. Um, prices for the uh, MCG game on June seventeen are cheaper with a seat with seats for kids starting at twenty dollars. The NRL is aware AFL mad fans won't pay top dollar to watch rugby league. That means the NRL is gouging fans in league heartlands of New South Wales and Queensland to try to ensure Melbourne is a success and the governing body doesn't lose out financially. So here's some uh, some typical prices that we're seeing. A family pass for Sydney, two adults and two kids, starts at $203.90, goes to $489.36. A single adult entry, including booking fee into the ANZ Stadium, ranges from $71.36, which is pretty cheap actually, to $280.36. Gold seats last year were $155, this year $168. Uh, family gold pass last year was $465, now it's $489. So they're not massive increases, but they are increases. Um... Blatchy's Blues last year's minimum ticket was seventy dollars. Now an adult ticket will cost between ninety six and two hundred and forty nine dollars. A child between eighty one and one hundred and sixty three. Imagine one hundred sixty three for a child, and a family pass now between two hundred and fifty four and five hundred and fifty five. 
Yeah, I just I get the whole Melbourne thing, and yeah. I get that it does need to be a profitable um, a venture for to take games down there. But I just it just seems like a cash grab, and yeah. it's a jewel in the crown, as they say of of rugby league. It's it's the biggest spectacle and the and the greatest stage of the game, and and it should be sold out. You fucking damn right, it should be sold out. And I just this whole thing, the cash grab, people, it's pretty universally recognised that people are doing it fucking hard mm-hmm. in a lot of different areas. The amount of, certainly my industry, the amount of people who have been laid off work and made redundant um, within the mining sector in the last 12 to 18 months is, it's fucking ludicrous. Yeah. You know? And and that's, you know, that's rugby league heartland right there. Yeah, um, yeah. And now... They can't even go go to the can't even afford to go and watch the footy. It's um you know it's pretty sad that you know what is a blue collar sport um, at its very core is is now being you know trumpeted out to to those that it, people are being excluded from it basically yeah. from the, the biggest spectacle of the sport and and that's never going to sit well with me. Blatchy's Blues tickets for the Suncorp game will cost $147.83. Maroon membership packages range from $260 to $425 for a single game. Membership packages costs have increased 15% on 2014. And uh, Brisbane, they do not offer reduced family passes as well. So, Jackson, I mean, they had trouble getting tickets on getting tickets to um, Game 3 last year. Yeah. Um. Jackson got free tickets at his at his coaching clinic. Yeah. Albeit yeah. it was a dead rubber, but... Yeah, okay. I get that, but it's... I don't know. I think it's a bit of greed, and I think it's narrow-mindedness and short-sightedness. Um, cr- crowds across the NRL, as you just said, are, um, are on the decline, and, you know, clubs are trying their best to... To try and get patrons through the gate, but if if the crowds are still down, then there's a, there's there's a greater power at play, and that's probably the, the economy and and you know the state of uh, off people's employment and, and times are tough and people are watching their their expenditure, um, and then to go hand in hand with that, you're going to hike ticket prices up the state of origin doesn't really make a great deal of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> the NRL side of the story is. State of Origin is the biggest sporting brand in Australia and is priced similar to other premium events. Tickets to the final of the Cricket World Cup, for instance, range from $60 to $400. So, there you have it. And now, uh, this is a, a final story. I just thought uh, I'd, I'd snake in there. I'd slide in there, uh, you know, maybe unwelcomely to the listeners. But uh, Blake Ferguson, four months out with a foot injury. I've never seen on Twitter such widespread rejoicing over players you know, sustaining a, a serious injury requiring that much time to sideline. on. And uh, the Roosters have had to put in uh, special measures to ensure that Blake does not stray as he faces four months on the sideline with a foot injury. Uh, he declared... Hang on, he's been rehabilitated. Oh, yeah. Remember? No, he's... he's why the fuck would he? Would you be worried about him straying? He's been rehabilitated. That's why he was allowed to play the game again. He's a fucking top bloke, let's be real. It's not his guy. He declared... that time and those other times where it was his guy. On Monday, I bet you guys, the media that means, will speculate that I'm going to play up again, but it's not going to happen. 
but despite his assurances, the Roosters have hatched a plan to make sure he stays focused as he undergoes surgery to repair his foot injury. We spoke to him about coming back into the office, uh, said Brian Canavan, the uh, chief executive of the Roosters. He'll do some admin-type activities to keep his contact up. It's important to keep the contact with him. It's uh, psychologically and emotionally challenging for players when they cop a severe injury. He's handled the situation extremely well, and I'm pleased with how positive he's been. He's part of us now, and we don't have any other worries. I'd send him to fucking women's shelters and things. Exactly. Or do something... Maybe, maybe women don't want to see him because they'll fear, you know, it's fucking... You know, you'll try and bowl at strike, but maybe there's something else he can do and do some good in some area related maybe to that. Maybe sort of mouthing off at the fucking media, speculating. The media have given him a pretty fucking fair ride, oh, let's very, be fair. very, Front cover of a big league magazine saying about what a fucking redemption story it is. Yeah. Everyone, no one wants to actually mention what he did. Oh, <laughs> since he went through what he went through. Oh, you know, terrible story, but look at him now. He's going great. Since that time when he was a sex offender... Mm-hmm. Look at how good he's playing football. Yeah. Um, that, Bri- I just want to interrupt while you're on that sense. subject. Brian Canavan said he's had setbacks, including he's 18 months away from the game. He's now 25, and as he said to me, it's just part and parcel of playing footy. Is it really? <laughs> 18 months away from the game for fucking you know, digitally for raping a, sex, a woman. For, for being a sex offender, that's part of footy. It's just part of footy. What a fucking disgrace. Yes. Just part of footy. He hasn't learned a fucking thing. Yeah. And mouthing off at the media and still being a lair after your school's dry. Put your fucking head down. Go out of your way to, as we said last week, go out of your way to actually show some remorse for your actions and, and, and fucking right your wrongs publicly. Accept some humiliation. Show some, show some pride in yourself and show some um, humility. And, and then maybe people will actually think that you've redeemed yourself at the moment. You're just a fucking lair with a big mouth. And for whatever fucking reason, some God-given ability to play rugby league and no God-given ability to fucking control what comes out of your mouth. Or just, you know, relate to people, you know, as a, as a, as a regular human being would. But, uh, yeah, look, we went through that last just week. Just gets and, worse. And end of the day, you know what? He doesn't have to do any of that shit that we just mentioned because guess what? As far as rugby league's concerned, he's fulfilled all the criteria to become a good bloke worthy of a redemption story. It's just... That's just footy. Fuck him. Recaps for round number four of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership season. Kicked off Friday night football. Parramatta Eels 29 upset South Sydney Rabbitohs 16. Points scored for the Eels a double to John Folau. A double to Reese Robinson and try to Chris Sandow. Sandow also with a penalty goal, a field goal and three from five conversions. Oh, sorry, the Rabbitohs. Joel Reddy. Chris Greavesmule and Alex Johnson tries. Adam Reynolds, two from three conversions. Got the feeling this might have been on the cards for, for whatever reason, just a bit of a, a gut feeling, but I still didn't have the, the confidence to tip the heels. Jackson did. <laughs> Based on what? Oh, like, can he give rationale as to why he, would, you know, why he did it? Oh, I just... He's, I think he's got a bit of a soft spot for the heels. Good kid, wants to see rabbits kicked out of the competition. <laughs> like it? Um... I think a lot of people were, were worried about the Eels um, with Sammy Rudraja's long-term injury, but um, John Folau, 
So he hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not quite the athlete of his brother, but strength-wise. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a long, there's a long way to go. I mean, this was this was a good, this was a great performance. And sure, there'll, there'll yeah. be some teething problems yeah. as there are with any young player, but um, you know, at least he can maybe soften the blow until Semi comes back. Yep. I thought it was a great performance from the Eels. Um, overall, this will be a a blip on South's radar. They, they weren't going to go undefeated, let's be honest. But yep. um, I think you know they'll have their you know many more ups than what they will downs over the course of the season. The, the way South are going, but this game is going to be a major boost for Paris' confidence for the season, and um, you know the, the sort of thing that could spur them on. Um, and overcome those injuries, showing that they can do it against a side like Seas. Yep. Reese Robinson had a, had a fantastic game, scored a couple of really good tries, um, some great footwork, and just finally get an opportunity to, to consistently show his talents. I think he's always been playing second fiddle to other players wherever yep. he's been yeah, previously definitely. in his career, and now he's got the opportunity at Para to, to nail down that starting spot inside and... Um, Make every post a winner. He's he's always had the talent. I feel. I remember, you know, final series for, um, was it for the Raiders? Raiders, I think. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, just just a good player. Whenever he's feel, whenever he was filling in for, you know, Dugan and, um, and other players there. Earlier in his career, he he never let anyone down. He's always, um, shown that he's had the talent. So this time with Power now, consistent first grade is. Uh, is obviously working for him. I haven't uh, just done, I know you spoke about the Sandow and Luke thing. Apparently, yeah. it was something fairly personal that, hap- personal that happened a while ago. Yeah, and what what, what was it? That, oh, what, what, I don't know. I, I remember seeing an article and it's kind of like, oh, you know, this is the reason why. But then it was just them kind of after the fact, just kind of downplaying it and going, yeah, you know, making up stories like, oh, he's anyone, you know, to show me his new car around the car park and, you know, yeah, yeah just shit. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen a stash like that since Dave Risby took on a Smurf. It's it's really just me, it just reminds me of those novelty WWE things when they get the dwarves in there. Yeah. Yeah, smacking it up. And, uh, but yeah. Look, I'm, to be fair, I'm so, did I'm so down. Shake, the bloke, shake the bloke's hand and he refused, walked off the field. Yeah, and the funny thing was, I mean, the, the, the worst part of it as far as the, a look of, you know, anything's concerned was the fact that that was kind of like live television, mm. you know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, cameras are right there and he's brushed him and, you know, and been smart. Yeah, on camera, so that was a bit crazy, but uh, otherwise, fucking just, just slap the piss out of each other. Sensational. Uh, Troy underscore 79. That Mormon shit's turned Hopawada into a very ordinary rugby league player. Joel Reddy shits all over him. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. It's very harsh. Although, although, he did make one pretty ordinary attempt at a bomb. Although, when the West Tigers were doing stuff with the Wiggles, Joel Reddy was by far the best performer. Lottie DeCure was a fucking embarrassment. Um, still Chandler Gay was better than all of them but yeah just can't help yourself can you <laughs> and they're both over at the fucking rabbits now shithead well, listener he's retired isn't he well I don't know what's Lottie's doing I really you should know. fucking know website's you, still up you should have Lottie tracker <laughs> it is still up I haven't updated it for fucking 2015 though but you know not necessary <laughs> it was fun while it lasted um shithead listener Para won that by matching South up front, giving Sandow in the backs heaps of room to go crazy. A splendid result. Hash fuck Souths. Everything up to the hashtag is, is exactly correct. 
That is exactly how they won the match. And it just shows that Sandow, with a bit of uh, a bit of space from a, a decent forward pack that's actually holding its own or even getting on top, he can do some shit. It's been the story of his career. Oh, yeah, but I mean, the story of his career has been you know, playing fucking atrociously and being out of shape and that as well. I mean, now he's in shape and he seems to have cut down on dumb shit. Either that or it's just coming off every, you know, he's just on a, yeah. a hot streak and it's coming off every time. Uh, I'm Tim McIntyre. Woohoo, hey, at the Ben Z. Hash, feel my eel. Back to reality to you and your shitty team. Hash, LOL at Souths. <laughs> Winners are grinners. And if you want to, and if you want to make that and, feel my eel thing a reality, mouthy cunts. I'm I'm delighted that he that he used the feel my eel hashtag that I came up with last year at some stage, and um, I've almost been waiting for Parramatta to get good so you can use that. You know, is that yours? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to make it, Are you a, sure it was yours. I'm fucking 100 percent positive it's mine. I'll tell you, I, I can take you through the creative process how I, how I came up with it too. No, I don't. Really Watched an episode of the Aquabat Super Show Look. and they did a song called Feel My Steel and I was like, oh yeah. Don't, I don't care that much. Please stop. I might have even named an episode Please that. Stop. But yeah, Timmy, if you want a shirt, let's talk. Shane Aaron Elvis. This is why we love NRL. Any given day, any team can win. Para deserved it. No sour grapes. Hash love league. Hash greatest code. Wow. Get emotional. <laughs> Lay off the patchouli, hippie. Get emotional. And when you're out getting some emotional, get a couple of Libra for Fleur with wings. Yeah, there's no way that guy could grow a beard ever. Sorry? He can never grow a beard with that two-toned skunk hair. No, fuck. <laughs> He's got to go through puberty first, I guess. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, 25, defeated the West Tigers, 24. The uh, Doggies' points came from a double to Curtis Rona. Michael Leisha, Josh Morris also with tries. Mbai with the crucial, critical field goal. And a Hodkinson, four from four conversions. The West Tigers, for their part, Kyle Lovett, Luke Brooks, and a double. The hot sauce, James Tedesco, with tries. Um, Mitchell Moses, also perfect, four from four on the conversions. And Luke Brooks, he had his chances. Did? He had his chances, but he couldn't get it done. Look, another part of the learning curve for the Tigers. Um, I think the Dogs had had no answers uh, until the young Tigers started thinking about next week. This one was in the bag, I think, uh, in their minds, and... They took their foot off the pedal and when a good side like the dog starts to get a roll on and, and starts to build some momentum, um, the Tigers aren't quite the side to be able to stem the flow again and, and get back on top and they they rolled over the top of them, uh, which was which was disappointing but um, to be honest it was the youngest side the West Tigers have ever fielded um, in their history and I wasn't real confident going in to be quite honest. Um, we've... Um, we gave the dogs a bit of a touch-up last year, but the, the second time we played them it was when we had guys like Corey Patterson playing on the wing and Sidalecki on the other wing, and it was all it was all pretty ugly, and they gave us a touch-up. Run TMB was in full swing. It was glorious. For a while. It was glorious to watch. Brooksy, Moses putting people through holes, Tedesco scoring tries like a true champion that he is. Um... This is the sort of thing I'm talking about. People get yourselves a t-shirt while they're while they're still available, because uh, those things will be going like hotcakes very soon. There's a lot of what ifs to come out of this game. The only uh, the only thing that really matters is the result. The fact that the Tigers weren't good enough to withstand the Dogs and and close out the match is is something you're really going to have to learn from. Um, and these last two weeks against the two grand finalists from last year, when we've we've stuck with them but haven't been quite good enough to get the result, 
you know, it's a true. It's going to be a true test of Taylor's coaching and the, and the squad to how much they take out of that and whether that spurs them on to um, to bigger and better performances and gives them confidence, or whether they go into their shell a little bit and and take the attitude that they've given their all and and haven't quite got there. So um, this week's a big test for them. Just on young Leisha at, at hooker for the Dogs, there was the first couple of games of the season. There was you know, he had a fair fair few detractors in the Dogs camp. There was people that weren't quite sold on him and um, had a pretty good game against the Tigers. I wonder if they're, they're warming up to him and, um, you know, obviously they were quite attached to to Ennis. He's moved on and Leash is still finding his feet. It's interesting to see what the fan base thinks if anyone wants to tweet us because um, it's hard to get a read. There was a, you know... Anyone except for GT Johns. Doesn't like him? Oh, yeah, have you seen his tweets over the last like fortnight? Multiple times a day, he'll be tweeting about like, oh, you know, can't wait for the at NRL Bulldogs game this weekend. Yeah. Be, you know, oh, hash proud to be a Bulldog. It's just like, and I, I had to tweet and say, look, you know, there must be some kind of competition going on in the NRL for the, the fan that can give their fucking teams Digi the most sweet dick sucks. Because he's <laughs> a proud fan. Why are you going to hate on the GT, guy? GT, GT3, who's run underscore, underscore jobs, he's the winner. Like, hands down, he's the winner. <laughs> It's just like you know, like fishing, fishing for fishing for attention from the you know the digital. Maybe he just loves his team. Oh, maybe, but I mean, like there's love and there's like you know, the person loves you so much you need to go down to courthouse and get yourself an AVO. <laughs> I mean, they're both love in their own way, I guess. I <laughs> uh, love your work, Johnny. Um, is that all you got? Yeah. Okay. He gets the first tweet too. Just as a way of saying, you know, thanks, you. Thank, thanks for being, thanks for, thanks for being there to kick. TMB got the runs. We give them a start and run them down. Oh yeah, another two points. Go Bulldogs. Hash proud to be Bulldog. Scarecrow, twenty three. Bakes. Has hash run TMB been changed to hash run out of gas TMB? No. Question no. mark. This fucking bloke. You think you'd shut your mouth? If you spent so much time hanging out with fucking Birdo, but no. Just no. running his mouth. Still. <laughs> this is like wing, wingman for Birdo. I mean, it's pretty much like being in, like, it's like being in your fucking Iraqi Air Force, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> You're going to be a wingman. <laughs> uh, so Dan. Standing up the back, throwing your paper airplanes is about as close as you come to being a wingman for Birdo. So Dan. I feel for Tigers fans. Then again, I don't even remember what a win feels like, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Confessions of a Sharkies fan Tiger underscore Benji Winning slash losing is a habit Jason Taylor Magpies, Bears, Northern Eagles, Paris, South He's doing good things but maybe he's contagious That's fucking blasphemy How fucking dare you How dare a, tig- how dare a Tigers fan Shit on the current coach of the Tigers that, That's unbelievable <laughs> One, he won't put his hand in his pocket Two, he wants to rag on JT This fucking bloke, he's changed it's yet to be proven, JT. He hasn't built me lunch in a while. I need to give him a fucking dose of reality. <laughs> Newcastle Knights 26 to feed the Penrith Panthers 14 at Hunter Stadium. Uh, this one, Knights 26 points came from tries to Chris Houston, Adam Clydesdale. Adam Clydesdale is one of my favourite names. It's, like it's fucking beautiful. A workhorse of a player. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Gidley and the Uate Parte. Tyron Roberts, four from four conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Panthers, 14 tries to Josh Mansour, Matt Moylan, Dean Fare, and one from three conversions from the boot of Matt Moylan. 
I think the Panthers were behind the eight ball from before kickoff with a couple of late withdrawals and and a lot of responsibility and expectation fell on the shoulders of Matt Moylan. Um, and then on top of that, they started horribly. It, it was really over before they knew it for the Penrith Panthers. Um, Moylan tried his best, I thought. I thought he you know had a busy game, but um, I think the Knights really continue to go about their gritty business. Uh, Gagai's becoming quite the strike weapon for them, and and had he was he was tough to handle for the Panthers all all afternoon, and really, you know, with Leilua on the other side, and then you got Uate, you know, those those guys are um, fairly good strike weapons in, in their own right. I think Uate in the form that he's in at the moment, he's had a couple of lean ish sort of seasons. Um, He's been a little bit up and down, but he seems to have his confidence up now. He's running the ball um, back really strongly and, and, you know, finding a lot more space with his footwork. So good signs for the Knights in that regard, Um, especially with, you know, the service that you're getting from Jared Mullen. His kicking game is probably the best in the NRL, I think, and his toughness as well. Um, Really doesn't shy away in defence as far as halves go. Like, he's, he's a good defender. Um, always rolls his sleeves up and, and, and gets his tackles, makes his tackles rather. Um, I think he really steered the Knights to victory against the Pan- against the Panthers. And uh, if he stays healthy, I, I think he's going to get them home in plenty of game, plenty of close games this season. Um, just his kicking game and his leadership. He's um, he's had his issues with injuries over the years, Jared Mullen. But if he stays on the park, he's, he's a fucking tough one. It's funny, he's always been just, sitting at that, like, you know, promising, you know, yeah. potential kind of level, yeah, even though, you know, he's like, yeah, next origin, you know, yeah, halfback, you know, heir to Joey, you know, kind of yeah. thing, but, um... I think he's he's shaken a fair bit of that, and and he's just, you know, he might go down as a really good clubman for Newcastle, Yeah, and that's not a, that's no slur on him, he's played origin, yeah. you know, that's not to diminish his achievements in the game, but, you know... He's held in very high regard up there, and uh, you know to go down as a great club and for Newcastle, there's certainly no shame in that. And he's, um, you know, still got a fair fair bit of footy left in front of him. Yeah, I mean, and the, the the point I, I mean is that given the incumbents for New South Wales and Origin this year, I mean, you know, one's barely played and was playing shit house when he was playing, and the other one's done nothing so far this season mm. obviously Mitchell Pearce is putting a good case up you know sure. he's making a fantastic case this year however you know Mullen you're right I, I agree be. with what you're saying Pearce and Brooks got ya oh, you're fucking kidding me Brooks in origin the motherfucker can't tackle you're right <laughs> It'd be he's not as bad as Mitch but he's um, he's not a million times someone tell me a type of role, road that, that starts with B it'd be the Brooks Boulevard <laughs> with fucking traffic straight down there <laughs> Brooks Boulevard, it sounds like a leafy tree line place, but in fact it's a fucking 12-lane <laughs> mega freeway that Queenslanders runs through for fucking 80 minutes straight. Um, Drew underscore Nathan 5. Do you guys remember when the Knights weren't the best team in the comp? Nah, me either. Hash <laughs> undefeated champions, Hash give us a trophy now. Fucking hell. Yes, we present you now with the March Premier's Trophy for you and indeed do deserve it. And Newcastle Knights have won the Premiership for the month it's, of March. It's sad when, you know... One twin has to overtake the other twin as the mouthiest cunt in their family. Well, it'd be a bit, a bit of quiet from the other one because I mean, like, follow, oh, follow the sharks. sharks. I mean, what's he going to do? 
Uh, Mark. What, what about one follows the best team in the comp, the other one follows the worst team in the comp? Yeah. The real, the real, the real uh, Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger split. Yeah. At Mark Hill. Do we take the night seriously now? It's a tough one to get the head around, but do we have? Do we, but we have to after beating the Panthers, right? Look, I would say that you know the Panthers did have some late withdrawals that would have rocked their preparation because they probably would have trained, you know, a certain way. But you know, the Knights did what they were there to do, and they did it fairly well. I mean, the the final scoreline. I mean, Pan- Panthers came back at them a little bit, but uh, they saw them off. So you know, don't know. Shunter 86. Newcastle deserved winners, but the spinally challenged Panthers didn't throw too much at them. Need Seggy and John back ASAP. Australia. Knights showing signs. Showing signs of being the team everyone wants to play in round one of the finals. <laughs> JR underscore buff. Bust out the champagne and bring out the confetti. The Knights are the asterisk undefeated has, hash March premiers. Why asterisk? I don't know. I mean, revel in the fact don't that you... <laughs> don't, don't try and make sense of it. No, uh, undiluted seven. AKA, the artist formerly known as Mr. Bowles, this is probably like two years ago now, got his account suspended. And that's why he started up this undiluted seven one. I really want to know what he did to get Mr. Bowles suspended because I've seen accounts suspended before and come back a week later, come back 48 hours later. What has he done? Sex pest. I mean... Perhaps it was for the crime of being a ranger and calling himself Strawberry Blonde. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd probably ban someone for that. But uh, his tweet, fucking hash ref's fault on full ball this afternoon. And it's my fellow Penrith Panthers fans. The better side won by a mile. Fellow fellow Penrith Panthers fans. It was full Josh. <laughs> I, my God. Having, having Twitter open through an entire day of football, like a Saturday of football... It's absolutely incredible to see. He'll go full ref's fault, like a worse ref's fault than I have ever done in my life, for fucking like Harold Matthews. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what grade it is. We need to send like, him a scarf. Oh, he's get he's getting one because my god, he is he is the master. He is the true the true Obi Wan Kenobi or Yoda of the fucking <laughs> of the ref's fault. He's a ref's fault Jedi. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans 24 defeated and there is your episode title <laughs> yeah, let me just write that down take a note Gold Coast Titans 24 defeated the Cronulla Sharks 22 at the tip at Ramondas and boy did they serve up some garbage um, Titans 24 tries to Dave Taylor Ignatius Parsi and a double to James Roberts including obviously the critical game breaker or game taker uh, Caesar, four from four conversions. So, uh, Manly, you need a goal kicker. And, uh, you know, Caesar's obviously on the list. Sharky's 22 came from a double to Valentine Holmes. Michael Ennis also with a try. Flash, only one from three conversions. Remember when he couldn't miss? He was... Uh, I remember that year because he was in my supercoach side and he would just get fucking... That was 2010, he, wasn't it? He was like... He was like Gallon, Corey Parker, Michael Gordon. And that was sheer... By the sheer amount... Of a the quality of his runs from you know bringing back kicks, scoring tries fairly regularly as well, and a fucking laser boot where he just did not miss goals. Now um, that's obviously the case one from four, but he did get uh, a buttload of conversions uh, penalties. Sorry, four. Losing really is a habit. The Sharks uh, habitually fucking losing, and there's no end in sight. You would have thought. At home against the Titans, who have been, you know, 
gallant, but hadn't fucking cracked it for a win. Well, it's not like the tip is like a fortress or anything. However, uh, the I'm, ibises all around there, around the, around the tip, are an intimidating sight, and they do scare some people <laughs> off. You know, um, I'm still waiting for someone to explain to me why the sharks waited for Flanagan to come back and deliver this shit. I think it's funny that Flanagan's come back. Everyone was like, it's okay, guys. Flano's back. Fucking saved the day. Flano's back just delivering losses like the fucking mailman. And the, and the and the fans are like, now it's like, you know, Flano out. Flano's going to be the first coach sack, whatever. You know what? But he never had to come back. But when he was fucking suspended, it's all like, oh, fucking free Flano. Free fucking. Flano. <laughs> Make up your minds. Yeah, you you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted, and now you Careful got what it. What you wish for? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Look, I've made a lot of noise about the Brett Kamali All Stars, but uh, that pass put us on the brink of the Wade Graham All Stars for intercepts. <laughs> well, that was the most telegraphed fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. It Roberts was, was just standing there waiting for it, and he threw it straight to him. Yeah, it's like it was fixed. It was <laughs> like it's like he had money on a loss. Look, it's not like the Sharks don't have cheating in their game. Just saying. True. Yep, I'm not true. making. I'm not casting aspersions. Yep. I agree. I agree. Losing is a habit. Sometimes so is cheating. But losing is a massive habit, though. I mean, because that's like, oh fuck, we're going to win this game. Let's lose it. <laughs> and Wade Graham is possibly, you know, with the exception of Gallon, yeah, probably the most solid motherfucker in the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel bad for him. He's, he just rarely makes mistakes. He's a solid guy. Um, and often, you know, when the Sharks do play well, it's it's due in no small part to his contribution. But, mm-hmm. fuck. Talk about Ryan Tandy specials. I mean, you know, maybe that <laughs> maybe that shouldn't be, the, you know, the conversion that we're talking about. Oh, sorry, the penalty goal. The early penalty. Exactly. Crazy. Um, a lot of Titans fans, obviously, uh, starting to pop up now. But uh, it's Matthew with uh, two T's and two S's. What, the Titans won a fucking game? Time to stop smoking meth, I think. So Easier said than done, I'd say. Easier said than done. And also, I have to question your dedication to staying drug-free if you're counting on the Titans to win games to make you stop smoking. <laughs> Mitch Doyle, 13. Sharky's fan, Mitch. You guys have seven weeks to prepare. I sent this to the Cronulla Sharks and us. You have seven weeks to prepare to face the boy. Please don't let me down again. Hash need the points. Hash up up Cronulla. <laughs> The only way's up now. The biggest tiger. He's uh he's decent push for rookie of the year, I'd say. He's come on he's he's come on strong. Happy for the Gold Coast Titans, although winning this game is like being named the ugliest person at the Gallon family reunion. <laughs> Ash, you still suck. <laughs> Soulsy zero four. Titans win the Pashitic Cup, which is rated just above the Anko Cup. Australia. They still didn't win that though, did they? <laughs> uh well, no, that's one thing they did win. The Sharkies. That's that's the one thing they did win, isn't it? Okay. I think that's the one thing that they that that's the 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 thing they kind of fall back on. Well, wow. the, the the one thing. But um, I think I think they did. Uh, where are we? Australia, Mum, what is it, little Cronulla? I shat the bed again. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! You're well over forty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw that tweet of the episode. Mup 23 had to get the last word on the Titans getting a win. DCE is going to struggle to crack our starting 17 next year. Might get some game when LG's playing Origin. Hash LG life's good. <laughs> <laughs> Best 
Brilliant. Best hashtag. They did win it, 1979. There you go. Pete combined Brisbane, 22 to 5. There you go. There's something to hang your hat on. Yep, Amco. St. George Illawarra Dragons, 12 to feed the mighty Manly Sea Eagles, 4. And uh, the points, this one, they're very easy tries. Jason Nightingale got a try. We'd have got a conversion and a bunch of penalties. And uh, Braden William got a try. And uh, I dare say, this is the fucking rugby league live of games. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because both teams defended very well. I mean, St. George had a mammoth mammoth overflow of possession, especially in the first half, but overall for the entire game. And Manly defended amazingly well, letting one try in, you know, 30 centimetres in from the touchline. So no doubts there. However, attack-wise, it was like rugby league wide. <laughs> You're trying to pass the ball to this guy and it fucking goes to something else where he didn't want it to go to. And it was just disgraceful. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the fucking end of the story. Jesus Christ. Got a feeling that the dragons were up for this from the opening exchanges. Oh, they're very, they're very, very up, and that's all it takes. Something I think for uh, to keep Cherry Evans and fucking four and ever. I think Manly were guilty of just not being on, um, which is unfortunate for them. But the dragons, obviously, this whole save our Saints thing has struck a chord with the playing group by the looks of it, and um, you know, by the looks, of it, it it wasn't pretty. It wasn't you know particularly efficient. Or, or crisp, or but you could just tell in the way that you know the contact in the tackles, the uh, the the intensity and, and aggression in their running, um, and you know just their general will to be out there uh, was quite obvious from the Dragons from the start, uh, and and it continued for the over the course of the game. I think it was a a good win for the Dragons. Just one thing. In the latter stages of the game, where things were starting to break open a little bit, and and Benji found himself in the clear a couple of times, uh, you know, clear broken field play on on three separate occasions mm. in the second half, tired players, tired opposition, mm-hmm. and it went and nothing happened. Yeah. Dropped know, the ball some one in, time. In uh... days gone by, and I know these are a long time ago. I know. Yeah, it's like you, know, a decade you can't now. expect him to be, you know, 2005 Benji or, you know, 2009. He was, yeah, he was even good at 2009, yeah. yeah. 2000, I mean, 2010, what was he, Golden Boot winner then, wasn't he? Yeah, Golden Boot's, boots a lot I'm of just shit, saying, though, he, he won something. Yeah. In those situations, in you know, in those days, and we're only talking fucking five years five ago. Five years ago, yeah. He, he fucking aces that every time. He's stepping blokes, he's throwing it. Yeah, know, but he's got guys that are running where he wants them to run too because they play with him for a decade, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I I just thought that's possibly the clearest indication of how, how far he's declined um, in a relatively, you know, what should still be maybe the tail end of his prime, but yeah. certainly his prime. Yeah. Uh, in these types of games, mainly get... If Manly get one try as they did, you, you get the feeling, you know, that they get in a remaining, you know, two, three or four tries to win it and run over the top of them. You just didn't get that feeling in this game. Yeah, I mean, there was... I, I didn't. Th- no, no, I didn't have that feeling at all. I didn't. see different times yeah. in 2015 in a lot of ways for Manly, and that was a... That's a glaring one for me. I, 
you the, know, the problem, the, the the reason why that sort of thing didn't happen is because at the, the time of the game where that actually happened, where the, the the game was for the winning and they started coming on, they didn't have a bench. Jamie Lyon was on the sideline. Mm. Matt, I didn't play the game at all anyway. They lost Mateo, another creative guy. They lost someone else. They ended up having four play, four players on the bench. And then in the end, I mean, Cherry Evans himself, you know, he got a, a head knock and, and due to the concussion thing, he had to go off, even though the fact he said himself, like, didn't feel dizzy, didn't feel anything, you know, it was just a tackle, like, you know, nothing crazy. Um, and so I think they just actually ran out on troops. And I mean, and to be fair, they didn't even start with, like, you know, the, the top line troops to begin with. But I was most impressed with Braden Williams. He's actually found a home, and when he scored his try, he was the only guy that was like fucking jacked, you yeah. know. Like he was the you know the young enthusiastic guy, like you know, and he'll be like one of the next generation guys. I hope that's not encumbered by you know baggage of these other sour fucking pricks. But the other thing that I want to talk about was there was a try that he scored. He would have been his second try for the night, I think, because it, it did come back to him at the end, didn't it? And he scored it. And it wasn't it wasn't a try like it was correctly it was correctly disallowed in terms of yeah it was the right decision but the way they came to the decision I just want to talk about because it, it was fucking weird because what happened is the ball spreads out to the left William was playing in the centre and as the ball's gone he's kind of tipped it on and it's gone out to Chase Blair on his left who's made the break run down the field passed it in, into William to finish it off and he scores you know to the left of the posts they've gone I'm going to rule it a try gone upstairs to look at a knock-on back down, you know, down the field. So he's passed it, and his fingers have brushed as it's gone past him on the way to chase Blair, like cut-out ball, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's just... The thing is, the video referee can't adjudicate on forward passes. But didn't he ask him to adjudicate on knock-on? Yeah, how could... I mean, it, but it's exactly the same. How do you tell that the ball's gone forward? It's exactly the same thing as a forward pass. It didn't hit the ground. It's just gone completely through the Maybe air. Maybe that was pretty crafty wording yeah. from the referee. It's completely, completely, like, it was head height. Like, mm. but, you know, he was like that. So, like, it was, and it was, he did touch it, and, it, you know, and so it did go forward. But, I mean, if you can't rule on forward passes, you shouldn't be able to rule on that because it's just, it's the exact same physics and everything like that to say, you know, to determine whether the ball went forward. So I mean, I think it was. You make right, a valid point. I think it was the right decision. I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring raise that as like a question as to like how they come, you know, you know, because I, I believe they should be able to rule on forward passes. Yeah, I've, I've, I've always, said that for yeah, a few seasons. I always have. So I just think it was weird though that you know, and obviously that was you know game tying situation, you know, time of thing as well. So it would have been nice if he got it, but um, would have been just nice reward for him too because you know, as I said, I mean, he's actually he was having a crack. He was fucking pumped for it. And uh, and for an absolute fucking passenger. Now I've heard afterwards, oh, you know, he he loves the team so much. You know, he wants to contribute. To, you know, it's his last season. He wants to contribute, so he want to come back. If you're not 100 percent from your injury, fuck off, man. Dead set, fucking sit. Because Mateo in the halves was much more creative than fucking Foran's been in game one or game four this season. So. You know, he's had a win and an arrow loss, and looked good both times. And maybe if he hadn't have been, you know doing the wide roaming, you know, back rower thing, trying to force offloads and things like that. I think a lot, you know, a lot of things might have changed as well. The attack might have been more fluent, you know, having the attack of three weeks in a row rather than getting four and back in there doing sweet fuck all. Here's mm. a fucking passenger. What's four and nine for? Toughness, taking on the line, and defense. 
and like putting himself, you know, like always TV like defense, you know, little guy putting himself on the line. This time, did fuck all except catch and pass, arm tackled the entire fucking night. Absolutely hopeless. Fucking get down to Reggie's if that's what your attitude is going to be like, Sunshine. Cherry Evans, I could, you know, he was fucked too, but I could, I could still see that he was trying and shit. Like, you know, he was trying to do stuff like that. Forty twenty, he did was great, and um, it wasn't happening for him, but he was trying. But yeah, foreign, absolute fucking liability. Do you have anything else to say in the game? No, I'm done. Kareem Karan, look at the Saints with their green grass and fancy pants, hot water. Wonder if the council slasher will make it to Brookie soon. <laughs> Aussie Blackwell. Cherries are no longer in season. Hash DCE in decline. <laughs> Pretty Boy Nige, which I believe is a rebadge of Sweet Nige B, in case you didn't know. Manly loses to the Dragons, so our year can only get better from here. Hash October Premiers. Cody Girdlestone. That's that's actually quite creative. I like it. <laughs> Manly's forward pack were out muscled by the Dragons. Hash can't get any sweeter. Hash watch Nate ignore this. Guess not, fucker. But let me tell you, that's the last time. Like, I fucking did it specifically to say, fuck you. I didn't ignore it. However. How many people are going to say that? People try that shit to get tweets out on the show. Believe me, from this point on, it ain't going to work. The real Jedi. After that cock show clusterfuck, I'm looking forward to next year. Hash NRL in decline. He sent, a, he sent another... He was one of the shit fans, and he justified it by saying, I pay money to the club so I can say what I want. Well... Just saying that Manly fans like to hack on other teams' fans about being shit fans. Well, That's hey, what I, I'm saying. You've had a fucking charmed run. Every team goes through their ups and downs. I hack you, on. I hack on people. I hack on Manly fans for being shit fans. I just think there's no need for it. I mean, like you know, people and some staunch people, you know, and, like and not re- referencing Jedi here at all, um, but some st- fucking staunch Manly people. Like, well, fuck this. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if this is the way the club's going, I'm yeah. out. And look, I can understand. Really, I can understand. Like, see, this is the thing. I'm always going to support the team, but I mean, I can, I can understand. I'm just as disgruntled with like the club situation and like the pens and stuff like that. Believe me, I'm I'm fucking more gruntled, <laughs> more disgruntled. I mean, there's not a fucking there's not a milliliter of fucking gruntle in me when it comes to this fucking club right now. I mean, believe me. However, you're feeling about how it's being the club's being run. I guarantee you I'm fucking 100 times more fucking furious. I guarantee. But, at the end of the day, you still got to support your team. Three thick and thin. Don't be a shit fan. Exactly. And also, and it's, and it's just not helpful. And people are going, oh, fucking, you can, you know, stick your head in the sand, blah, blah, blah. It's not about sticking your head in the sand. It's just about, like, I choose to think positive thoughts. And I choose to live my life and try and live my life in a positive way. Because let me tell you, there's nothing more depressive than cunts just going, oh, fucking, you know, like the whole time. It's, it's terrible. And I'm trying to fucking clear, the, you know, I'd rather have the positive shit in my life and not the negative shit. But I tried to say something positive about the Tigers last week and you said that was loser talk. No. Yes. No. Yes. What? No, no, yes. no, no, no. I was proud of their effort. That's loser talk. Hang on a sec. I'm taking a positive out just like you you're proud of you're, you're, you're proud of them losing. No, I never said that. You're proud of a losing effort. No, no not <laughs> You said you're said. proud of their effort in a game they lost, which is a losing effort. You're proud of a losing it's effort. Fucking interesting. <laughs> you, you, your choice, you're twisting it around. You've got a little bit of verbal twister going on. It's very impressive. Mate, I could have, I I should have been a lawyer. Really. 
<laughs> but then I never would have gone on down the path that, you know, set me into fucking this office every Tuesday night. Exactly right. With your delightful motherfucking self. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, oh, there's another one. Sorry. Parramatta Magpie. At Scotty Eel. I thought Sharks slash Tits was a shit game until this fucking Vuvuzela. Three penalty goals to Saints. Do you think Bennett is back there coaching? <laughs> and yeah, look, I don't th- I don't think it's overcome the Brisbane um, Cronulla game yet. I still think that's the carryover champion. But yeah, it, it wasn't fucking great. And as I said, it was the rugby league live of fucking real football to the point where attack didn't work. So if you get in range and get a penalty, <laughs> just try and kick a goal to get some fucking points on the ball. I mean, like the amount of games you win like 4-0. Two penalties to the, two penalty goals. Uh, where are we? Brisbane Broncos twenty-four defeat the Warriors sixteen. Broncos twenty-four tries to Corey Oates, Lachlan Maranta, Jared Wallace, Andrew McCulloch, Corey Parker three from four conversions and a penalty goal and a nice score on the old Super Coach two guard and uh, the Warriors. Chad Townsend, Matthew Allwood, Solomon Cutter also all with tries and uh, Sean Johnson two from three conversions. Slightly coming together for the Broncos. Uh, better signs week to week, which is a, a bit of a Bennett trademark. He, he does improve his team slowly um, in his first season, as we've seen with the Dragons and the Knights. But um, defensively, I think they're you know they're, they're showing some hallmarks of a Bennett side, but they still have some some tendencies from the Griffin era. Yeah. Milford with a better, busier game as well. Um, he's still a ways off some of the heroics that we saw from his days at Canberra, but I don't know that they really need that from him um, as consistently as what you know all the times he was pumping it out for Canberra. I think um, you know if the if the Broncos forwards can get their act together and and Hunt can with his kicking game can control a field position, I, th- I think they will get the best out of Milford, um, but. It's pretty obvious that it's going to take time. A lot of fucking time, and I dare say, I reckon. I'm just, I reckon I'm just more not convinced time than, they have the forwards. Yeah. To lay that bigger platform and then hunt off the back of that with space and time, and his kicking game. You know, and then you know they they wear teams down, and then yep. Milford goes in for the kill. That's a lot of pressure on on a forward pack. That's not. It's not big. They're not overly yeah. mobile. They got some good guys in there, though. So, you know, they're not. They're by far not the worst pack. Oh, no, I don't. Around. I don't think that they're the. You know, I don't think they're even close to the worst pack in the comp. It's. It's. They just don't have a, a dominant prop for starters. Yep. Um, and you know, Thaiday's spent time at prop. I don't. I don't think that's his position. Um, Maguire's, I think he's a touch touch small. He's he's got a massive heart. Don't get me wrong, yep. but um, you know they don't, they need a Matt Scott, and it's surprising they let Hannon go because I think he was probably as close as they as they went, but he wasn't quite getting the game time. Yep. Um, no, Tompkins means trouble for the Warriors. They really missed him, um, despite coming home strongly in this game. They you know they just it, it all just looked like it was a bit. There's a bit too much effort. Some of too, their, much, you know, too much pressure on Sean Johnson from getting mm. the, the M prediction from you. <laughs> He's uh, not even nearly close at all. Yeah, maybe maybe I've put the mocker on him. I've got a habit of doing that. You done? Yeah. All right. Um, Andy underscore Siegs. 
Surely Kiwis everywhere went hash full Josh on Sunday because yeah, the Warriors, despite shocking handling, were massively refs faulted. Contentious call. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was. I, I, you know, I don't think there was much between in, in between the sides in this game, and I, don't, I certainly don't share your opinion. That you know, it was as good for the Broncos as you say it was, as far as um, you know, their performances coming together. Okay. Uh, Jim Man Bear Pig. He's going to tweet us all the time now. Oh, he's in his what? picture. Really disappointing to see that no one charged down Corey Parker's penalty attempt. I mean, no one even tried. Cruzy 6 the Bronx train just keeps on rolling nicely. Hash, who's got next? Fuck. <laughs> well, you, you reckon I'm delusional? I've got nothing yeah. on that bloke. Yeah, but he's got, yeah, he's suffering from fucking, you know, either, either, he's either high from fucking massive servings of beef or he's suffering <laughs> he's from withdrawal. Got beef withdrawal with, yeah, he's got the beef sweats or he's got withdrawals from not having beef recently enough. So, uh, Michael Darren, 79. The Warriors celebrated their 20-year anniversary in the NRL by playing like the Warriors. And uh, the, man, they do best. the man himself, the myth, the legend, Jay Hilgenfeld, at Hilgenfeld. Broncos and Warriors fighting hard for that ninth spot at end of year. Sydney Roosters, 34, defeated Canberra Raiders, 6. The 34 points for the Roosters came from tries to two dads, Sean Kenny Dow, James Maloney, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, Blake Ferguson, Cocksucker, Michael Jennings, Daniel Tupo, Maloney, five from six conversions, and the Raiders. Solitary try to Jared Croker, who also converted it. A weird feeling in this game. It didn't, didn't seem like the Raiders... <laughs> I didn't think the Raiders were horrible for, for a large part of this game, at least in attack. Um, they put some decent-looking plays together. I think the Roosters... Um, handled it pretty well with their defensive structure and, and when the Roosters had the ball they fucking scored at will Ferguson was doing all sorts of things Jennings was hard to stop um, it's you know I, I guess we've, we've spoken even earlier in this episode about the circumstances that led to its creation but is there a better set of pairing in the NRL at the moment than, than Ferguson and Jennings Ferguson out uh, for a few months now as we, as we spoke earlier yeah. but but geez, that gave the Raiders nightmares, and you know it's it's painful to see that that's come about. That's a different dimension to the to the Roosters game than what they've had in recent seasons when they have been a really dominant club, you know. And now they've added him, um, you know. And despite everyone's opinion of the bloke, his footballing ability can play can play the game, and that's that's not really been in question. It's, it's can sexually assault can sexually assault. Maybe not quite as well as he can play. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a massive fucking, massive positive um, yep. or strike weapon, I guess, for, for the Roosters. Sullied their, sullied their club for, uh, you know, to pick up you know, cheap, success, cheap, a cheap yeah. player and, you know, and attain more success. Exactly. Lots of talk about the Roosters and the, and the salary cap before, during, and after this game. Um, you know, I don't know who started the chat on Twitter, but it would certainly certainly flared up. It had been in the, there'd been an article by someone in the Telegraph, like Rothfield or someone. That's right. Put a troll article up on Twitter and said something about how the Roosters the, the Roosters cheating the salary cap, and here's how. And to be fair, like, I guess you know Ferguson, Maloney, and Jennings are the only big guns that have come from other clubs. Maloney is probably twice the player at the Chooks that he was at the Warriors. Um, Ferguson's there on chump change. Yep. Jennings, you know, I don't know whether he the, the Roosters are paying the full 
quota of what his his contract at Penrith was going to be, which was mega. He'd, bucks, he'd be he'd be on enough money by now, surely. Yeah. Um, I just don't know, you know, despite all the rumours over the years of the Roosters and the, and the salary cap, but this year of all years, I don't Yeah, think but a lot of players, a lot of young players from the 2013 grand final year are still in the side that would have commanded, um, you know, decent upgrades in that too, though. Would they? Yeah. What, already? Yeah, you think so. Okay. They have to. Because if they're, you know, if they've come to grade from, you know, the start of 2013, yeah. three-year deal, maybe they're not due for an upgrade until next season. Yeah, maybe. Then we might see. Yeah. Anyway, um, Roosters impressive. Raiders, you know, <laughs> by the looks of their play, I, I, I don't know that they deserve to get done by almost thirty points. But in the end, it is what it is, and um, and the Roosters put on an, an impressive performance. Yeah, and you say that, I mean, but they could have got fifty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you know, it's, uh, yeah, they got off a little bit. You know, could have. You know, there is a school of thought to say that they are uh, could have got off a bit lightly as well. Um, at East Fan. It's weird that Canberra have waited until now to play in their Josh Dugan Memorial Pineapple Cruiser jerseys. <laughs> Those jerseys were ordinary. I mean, were. the <laughs> that guy's a fucking psychopath, but that was a funny tweet. The Knights, the you know, the Knights high vis, you know, uh, workwear jerseys, not great either. But um, I, I like what that represents. I like what it represents too. But as a jersey, as a, as a piece of apparel, mm. as a piece of licensed team apparel, presumably that fans can purchase. You Unless know. you work in a warehouse or drive a forklift. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've already got it if you work yeah, anywhere like exactly. in the Hunter region, you know. Um, <clears throat> Soulsy04. Dugan and Fergo have both gotten the best of the Raiders. Maybe they were in the right after all. Hash bad guy Raiders. Hash karma doing it wrong. It is karma doing it wrong for the Raiders. I mean, we've spoken about that many times, about how fucked over they are just from their own principles. Um, Ryan Finance. And now, actually, I, I replied. To, I, I did address this one on Twitter with him, but there's uh, Ryan Finesse at 2GB using this week in league terms in their call. Hash crowding. No. We may have popularised it amongst you you uh, little scamps. However, Sportsies did say that in the 2013 grand final in the first half, Mitchell Pearce did receive a penalty for crowding, which he, uh, when they did uh, convert the penalty goal, I believe. <laughs> so... It was right in front of the sticks, and um, so no, it's actually a real rule. Uh, you should know that you've uh, you, you profited handsomely from it in 2013 grand final. Solzy 04 again, we give to give him a, a free reign on these Canberra games because no one else comments on them, and he just cares too much. Geez, I'm over the good guy Fergo commentary. In quotes, he just wants to do well for the Roosters. He's not a cunt at all. Enough said. North Queensland Cowboys 18 defeat the Melbourne Storm 17 on Monday night foot bitch up in front of 1,300 people at 1,300 teeth. And the Cowboys 18, a double to Antonio Winterstein. Matthew Wright also with a try. Thurston, two from three, uh, two from three field goals and two, two from three conversions. In a remarkable comeback over the Storm 17. Tries the Kurt Mann, Cora Betty and Felice Cafusi with tries. Cooper Cronk. He got a field goal, 10 to 17. Cameron Smith, two from three conversions. It was a game of two halves. <laughs> Quite literally. It's a win that could turn a season around or or perhaps prolong the inevitable for a week or two for the Cowboys. I'm not really certain which which it's going to be. But um, I think yet again we see the evidence of the Storm being a step or two off. There's no way in years gone by that they get run over like that after building a lead. Exactly. 
you know, it's it's probably testament to what we've been saying this season so far. Um, just on the Cowboys, they've had a good win, um, you know, after a rough start to the season. What's the contingency plan post-JT? Is there a dynamic half somewhere in their system being groomed, you know, to make great a few years from now? Yeah, if I mean, not, there's there's some fucking wooden, you know, they're destined for some wooden spoons. It's like the well, yeah, destined again for some wooden spoons. It's kind of like they're um, all the eggs are in the JT basket, mm. and they've and they've gone along that. And it's an for unwavering years. fucking. They've been doing that for a decade too. Guy, yeah, you know, and rightfully so. The guy's every chance of becoming an immortal. Yeah, um, is is possibly the greatest competitor that's that's ever played in the NRL, um, and. Pound for pound, you know, one of the greatest footballers. Um, just if he's if he's not there anymore, and we've seen it when when he's been injured um, over the years, he's had his share of injuries. But um, if there's not a sixteen, seventeen year old kid in that system somewhere that yep. that they've earmarked as as their half or five out of the future, they're going to have to come up with a, a big name free agent to to fill those boots and i'm not really up on what's going on in the in the real lower levels up there at the cowboys either. either but but i having said that i haven't heard of any prodigies coming through me either you know <laughs> yeah because you'd hear them any prodigy coming through our system is bound to be you know blah blah whoever it is in quotes the, the next, next jt, JT. Yeah. yeah yeah that's you know that could render them fucking absolutely hopeless for three or four seasons. Yeah. Until they can buy someone in. Exactly. Mm. That's all I got. That's all you got? So, how about the storm succumbing? You know, what was it? They ended up giving up. Was it... I'm trying to think of the... It was 16 nil. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, sixteen nil, sixteen four at half time. Mm. But they ended up giving like, what was it, like a seven point? Was it seven points in three minutes or yeah. eight points? Yeah. Like... Very unstorm-like. I've seen them run teams down like that plenty of times. Yeah, sure. Plenty of times. Well, that was, you know, that game against the Dragons on a Monday night last season where I thought I was just going to pad my uh, betting account total by putting 100 bucks on the Storm. They were paying, you know, $1.40 or $1.50 yeah. or something. And they had to score a try after the siren to get me home. Yeah. Um, you know, they've... Under dubious circumstances, it was an illegitimate try at the time, but um, yeah, it, it's just it, like we said. It's this is the storm in 2015. They're not definitely not the same side. Up ops. I can't do it. I've already haven't we already given it to him earlier? Yeah, we have. Schlips. I was half confident <laughs> in the North Queensland Cowboys tonight after you two both gave them no chance. Especially after how your other tips went. Oh, I should have really hammered him. Fuck you. Yeah. Any underscore Arky. I cried when we run, when we won. I won't deny it. This win was even sweeter because a win without Louis is a double victory. Yes, I agree. At Warriors Suck Balls. What the fuck did the purple cheats do to reverse Louis Karma? Oh yeah, serial cheating. And also my first time over 1,000 points on Supercoach. Hash, fuck the cricket. 
uh, yeah, and he was sort of asking for advice on Facebook, and someone jumped in and go, well, these guys don't know fucking shit, what are you asking them for? Oh, motherfucker, I got over fucking 1,200, so... Motherfucker, I don't even... Oh, I didn't, I got 1,120. Yeah, and you don't even bother fucking getting out of bed for the supercoach these days. <laughs> Cruzy 06, Corabetti, this, this, this tweet, Corabetti, it's PNG for Swiss cheese defence. Isn't he Fiji? That's what I thought. Isn't he Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Niles 1991. Official. Hash. Storm in decline. Previews. Friday night football kicks off with a blockbuster clash. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs at ANZ. What a fucking game. Josh Reynolds is back. I think that's an absolute disadvantage to the dogs. They've gone better with Mumbai. And a lot of their fans are saying the same thing. Like, last season, Josh Reynolds... They're shit fans. Could fucking like, do no doggy, wrong. Doggies fans are... are I mean, you, you spoke about, you know, the manly shit fans. The thing is, doggies going okay, and they're absolutely shitting on their incumbent state of origin half... Josh Reynolds. I mean, the guy is a fucking loose cannon, but oh, he's an absolute shit human. Look, the Rabbitohs win against the Bulldogs when it counts. Clearly, um, I don't see anything in this game that would indicate anything other than a Rabbitohs victory. Yeah, though, I mean, I think they'll be too strong. I think it'll be a good battle up front. I think the the Rabbitohs will just get the upper hand there. Um, Reynolds will, will, will control things from there, and then you've got Inglis off the back of that. And, um. But we've said it before, if there's a weakness in South, it's, it's Bryce and Goodwin and Joel Reddy. And, yeah. um, Incredible in this day and age that those two can get a run. It really is. Exactly. Um, you know, if, if the Morris boys or, you know, Reynolds can, can get at those those blokes and, and have them make some errors um, between Hodkinson and, and Reynolds' kicking game, Reddy's got some issues under the high ball. They're, they're not the greatest defensive... Uh, duo in, in the history of rugby league by a long shot so they can uh, they've certainly got errors in their game and maybe that's where this game will be uh, it, it could be the tipping point for the Bulldogs but I'm still going to tip South well, South were brilliant yeah, the, you know no disrespect to Parramatta but South were right, right to be taken at some stage you know the un, unbeaten teams always are and I think that you know this may prove to be a, a wake up call mm. for South and their forwards especially and I think they might see them uh, get on top of the doggies and give them a bit of a... Okay, also on Friday night, who else but the Brisbane Broncos as they venture down to Seabus to take on the Gold Coast Titans. Thinking about taking Jackson to this game. Well, wouldn't you? If you can get down there. Yeah. I'm definitely giving that a lot of thought. Um, I think I think the Broncos are probably building slowly. Um, I think the Titans, you know, they got a win last week down there. At the tip, but I think they'll have to be infinitely better against the Broncos. They will lift. Uh, you know, a big game from young LG might get them over the hump. You know, he's a bit of an unknown quantity for the Broncos, but I just think the Broncos might be a little bit too solid for them. Caesar and LG continue their 2016 auditions for Manly Sea Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos have got them, though. I mean, the, you know, the Titans have been better. They, you know, they've been better. But they ain't that good. Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Canberra Raiders at Lavington Sports Ground in Albury. Interesting. 
Country yeah. Rugby League. Beautiful country thing. Rugby League. It's a beautiful thing the Manly Seagulls taking the game out to the Country Bumpkins and uh, giving back. And also very timely too because there's no way that Brookvale's any fits fucking state to play football yeah. for <laughs> Amen. At, least, at least another couple of weeks. <laughs> so it's probably a good thing they moved their home game anyway. I mean, in, in a great display of foresight. Uh, certainly more foresight than uh, Joe Kelly and the Pens exactly. had when they were re-signing halves. Look, it's it's one thing for the Eagles to lose to the Dragons, but if they were to lose to the Raiders, um, that is a legitimate bona fide crisis of epic proportions. Yeah, having said that, though... I don't think they will. Having said that, it's fucking injury-riddled injury, injury riddled side. I know Matai's name there. I don't expect him to play. I, I honestly think that they're going to have to run with William playing in the in Steve Matai's slot. Hiku maybe move in to Jamie Lyon's spot because Jamie Lyon's definitely out. And then I reckon it might even be... The injury crisis is so bad that you might see Wolfman pop up on the wing. Wow. Blast from the past. I wonder if you'll have a bet on the game. Yeah. Um, I yeah. still think Manly will be good enough to uh, to get over the Raiders. and Justin uh, Horror named as well. Fucking got nightmares coming about this game already. Cold on him. We fucking nightmares about this game. Did anyway, you see the Raiders? You know, unless they change their coach midweek, yeah. I think Manly will still win. Yep. Newcastle Knights take on the Saint George Illawarra Dragons at Hunter, and this one's a uh, Saturday evening game. Knights keep on rolling. Fuck me, dead. Knights five and zero. Yep, yep. Fucking soft draw. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, there's no way the fucking dragons are winning that there's game. There's no way. Also, they got no reason to be up for that game. Yeah. You know, other than you know, yeah, you know, some mis- misguided, uh, you know, desire to save uh, McGregor's job. But um, yeah, the streak ends right there. So uh, change your jocks, Lando. Now Sydney Roosters take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Allianz. Fuck. This one, fucking by how many? Lucky cricket season's over because they'll be able to get the scoreboard attendance in here to fucking handle this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, let's let's realistically, what's the score line for this game going to be? Fifty-two to six. Given Cronulla have shown no Cronulla aptitude for attacking six football, field goals. <laughs> yeah, Cronulla have showed zero aptitude for attacking football this season. So uh, six is is generous. Look, I'm going to give them eight because maybe they'll drag some penalties out of you know and and just bomb some long penalties. Roosters, look, there's no reason they can't repeat the Canberra game, but, you know, I think they should be able to get over the 40 barrier, for sure. And saying that, the Sharks will probably fucking do them now. Um, the Parramatta Eels take on the West Tigers. Sunday afternoon, fo- oh, sorry, Monday, Monday afternoon football, Easter given Monday. we have the old Easter crazy game schedules in, in effect. And, uh, well, Parramatta on a bit of a high. Sure. Um so it's a test for the Tigers. They've had two big weeks against high-quality opposition and, and haven't been able to, to get over the hump despite um, impressive efforts. You know, do they come into this game? Power is also on a high, so they they certainly shouldn't take them lightly. No. They shouldn't be victim, fall victim to that. Um, it's whether they've got another effort, which is if they want to be a, a top-quality side, which I know they are, and, and, um, and realise their destiny of multiple premierships. Um, you know they need to be able to get up every week, um, and and prove you know to to the non-believers just uh, you know what a, a team of destiny they are, <laughs> and uh, it's games like this which are important in in doing that. And I think the the Tigers will win by approximately thirty-two points. 
I just glazed over, but I'm going to assume that you said Parramatta Eels will, uh, you know, they beat Southside, beat this uh, far lesser side, uh, you know, by 13 plus. Melbourne Storm take on the New Zealand Warriors down in Melbourne, Monday, 5 p.m. here. So I guess that's what, 4 p.m. here. So actually, no, we lose our daily saving now, don't we? Does that end on, like, on the weekend? Oh, I'm fucked if I know, mate. I don't end of March? Yeah, I don't okay. either. Be good if it did. Um, it's anyway, traditionally a fucking good game for the Warriors. They, Happy they right down there. The storm, uh, the storm has passed down there, so maybe that means they're going to win now. <laughs> um, look, I think, I think the Warriors. I think there's a little bit of a hoodoo that's that's been building there over the years, and uh, they'll be looking to bounce back after a disappointing loss against the Broncos. So I'm going to tip the Warriors. All right, yeah. Um, Only because it proves me right about. It's uh, just like habit. Habit makes you just want to go. Oh yeah, well, you know, storm versus whatever storm. Sure. And it's struggling, struggling to get past it. Uh, look, I think the storm aren't going to be happy getting ringed by Bellamy for the way that the Cowboys run them down in that game. Game that they well and truly did have won well away from home. At home, different proposition. The Warriors side, you know. There's barely any players still present that were there in the in the hoodoo era, so uh, I'm going to say that uh, the Melbourne Storm are going to win. Finally, the Penrith Panthers take on the North Queensland Cowboys out at the Muddy Puddle in Penrith, and this one is Monday night foot bitch officially. Panthers with Isaac John uh, and James Segaro back into the side. I think that makes them an infinitely better side, and I think they'll be good enough to beat the Cowboys. Who are, you know, even though it is a seven-day turnaround, they are still backing up from Monday Night Football. Yeah, the backing up thing, I'm not going to put too much in stock. What I am going to not put, what I'm also not going to put much stock into is the, the win they had. I mean, they ran down a storm side that couldn't close out. I don't think, you know, Thurston did some brilliant things, but I think overall that does not erase the stench of what's happened in the previous three rounds. And I think the Penrith, they'll want to get back on track. They're at home. They've got the players back that they missed at the last moment last week, and that all points to Penrith winning, and um, you know, pretty easily, I think. That is full time for episode 182. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. And uh, don't forget Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. We've got so many listeners of the show that just aren't getting in there and liking posts, sharing it, and commenting on the posts yeah. on Facebook. And I think that's got to get busy. So it's, it's got to stop. You've got to do it. iTunes, new review from Sloppy Para. Basically, could be anyone really from that area. Beast Beards, five stars, excellent podcast, scary, hairy, and quite contrary, pretty good for a pair of Marys, five stars. <laughs> Brilliant. You're a poet and you didn't know it. Tipping, Desi's Ducks in the lead, out alone on 23 points. We've got a couple on 22, Ben Diggity, Ryan Finance, and Nigel Bridgman. One point back, we have Mr. B, Doug, Matthew Bell, JR underscore Buff, and to round out the top 10, we have Jordan Smith and Tiger Benji. Pretty much a tipocalypse in the last week, though. I think the best score out of the entire group was, I think there was one person on six or one person on five, and everyone else was underneath that. Fantasy. 
Rick Grimes, bitch, is in number one position. TBI Dragons, The Pool Cues, Puds Picks, Vindicators, One Trick Pony, Michael Vick's Dogs, Sesame Timbers, Top China Dragons, and the Fijian Eels. Round at the top 10, and I've, I've jumped from about 29 to 13, so... Fucking here I come, bitches. And I remember, <laughs> first week of fantasy football, I'm in seven leagues, one in all of them. And in every, I'm not the top team in every league, but I am the top point scorer in every league that I'm in. That's just, a, you know, my opponent had better defense, or, you know, better attack, which, you know, took my aggregate down a little bit. Um, shop. Still clearing out, obviously, we've got stock, you know, hats, stubby coolers, some t-shirts. Get in there, take a look at that. Run TMB shirts. Seriously. If you're a West Tigers fan, you don't own one. You're, shit, you're, you're a shit fan and, and there should don't be two. There should be more Ask white in you what? and uh yeah, you're probably from the Balmain side and you'd be a shit human like Benny Lice. So get a run T M B shirt. Or else Glenn's gonna cry. Uh memberships, get in quick. I reckon we're down to about 20, but I'll be able to give out a, an exact number next week. <laughs> probably because it'll be fucking gone. But uh, get in there. Grab your membership, get to the site, thisweekinleague.com, and uh, hit the link there. There's a link on the top menu for memberships. Get in there. You'll see all the information, links to buy, all that good shit. Get on board the winning team. And I almost forgot. Had an email from a man, DJ x and we're discussing the tipping competition where, uh, where why people would put their ladder in. And uh, we and there was various algorithms and points assigned to the the ladder positions that people used, and uh, he sent me a report, an update. And uh, where are we here? I'm just going through the PDF he sent me, and he's got the the he sent me through a couple of things: the count of the team chosen in each position. No one picked the West Tigers in position one, two, three, or four. Shows there's a fair few realists out there. The funny thing is, out of all the people, the number one position people picked the Tigers in, guess what it was? Ninth. Yeah. <laughs> Closely followed by 10th. And there was a couple of people that you, 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 five, six, seven, eight, you represented, mostly in seven and eight, though, as far as finals are concerned. But on the plus side, no one picked you for 16 either. That's a bonus. And uh, now. Who picked the most for fucking last? For last, let me go and check. St. George and Gold Coast. Yeah, spot on. Probably people know what time it is. Probably, and then uh, another another big another big one was Canberra, and followed by the Sharks. Literally, those four teams are the only four teams that got votes for last. At all. Um, now, the round four standings. So this is the the calculated results of who's leading so far in terms of their direct hits. And this is obviously going to be a very fluid table because it's not like you you're on top and you're accumulating points as the season goes on. The shit just fucking flips on you, you know. Like you know, one team wins and jumps four spaces. I mean, it flips the whole thing. But at the moment, Lynn Shields on top. Wow. Followed by uh, Dylan, who's uh, at Pickers Yobbo, East fan in third. Matt Timbrell on fourth. Troy Schroeder fifth. Andrew Bowden, six. Ben Skinner. Craig McQuillan. Where the fuck are we? I don't even know if we're in here. I know, I am. I'm fucking, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm fucking well down. I'm around halfway. Uh, Let me find you. Oh, you're less than that, though. (laughs) You're, I'm I'm 24th, 25th, and you're 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. After that, thirty-one-ish. Yatch. So, and he goes into a lot of detail on the on on the reporter, such as points from direct hits, points from one off, two offs, correct bracket, and all that sort of thing as well. And of course, uh, for like spoon and minor premiership things like that, I don't think they really come into account at this stage because you know we're so early in the season. But um. Congratulations, everyone, and a special shout-out to DropBear001, Marco. He's a stone motherless last. He literally has uh, zero direct hits, and his rank is worse. Also, I'd like to say that um, DJ X playing himself is about five or six off the bottom. <laughs> uh, Chapo, one place better than that, and you've got your guys like Devonhead, Mup, Mad Dog, Niles, Mitch, uh, Mitch Tigers... All of those guys are like in the bottom ten. It's some a, of the mouthiest. It's, it's know, a veritable fucking treasure trove. Rugby league geniuses <laughs> coming uh, absolutely shit house. And um, now, before I forget, we will wrap up the show. Um, that's all we got time for. You have anything else to say? No. All right. Stay black, and I'm going to put Soulsy song on now, so we don't forget it. Enjoy. See you next week.
coming through we come Fuck you. It's a real thing Fuck you Robert Louis This week in league, exclusive, Manly will 100% lose their coach at the end of 2015. We look forward to State of Origin in Dubai. Beverly. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.